right now. now. Online at thezone1059.com and on your radio at ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Woo-wee. Boys, let me tell you something. Like that monkey who sat his tail on a railroad track, it won't be long now. Welcome in to this Monday, Monday. We got what? How many more Mondays we have until we're watching our teams play football? Well, actually, what? Two weeks from today is the Ole Miss-Louisville game. So less than two weeks until Mississippi State and just about everybody else kick it off. Good Monday to y'all. Hope you're off to a good start. We've got a little ways to go with you here today in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. Can you sort of kind of just feel it that you're, <laughs> that you're really, really close? And, and like, what are you most excited about here in the state of Mississippi? Is it, you know, less than two weeks? Till, well, right at two weeks to everybody kicking off college football, or is it we're now inside of one week till the high school football season gets underway this Friday night? And some teams obviously have played games. I mean, all across the spectrum, most teams and certainly your public school teams have not played any games yet. But then on one end, you got MRA, it's about to play its third game which they got to win on Friday night, by the way. So they're coming back to get ready to play this team from Oakland. Oakland High School, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Is it Oakland? Oakville? Oak, Oakwood? Oakmont? Who is it, Bill? Oak, uh, Oakland. Oakland. I had it right the first time. All right, welcome in. Y'all can be a part of the Just show. Just think of the Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> oh, that's right. They, Yeah, Oakland. Okay, I'll think of the Raiders. Even though they're now technically the Las Vegas Raiders, they in my head are still the Oakland Raiders. I haven't I hadn't been able to flip the switch just yet. That'll happen sooner than later. All right. Y'all can be a part of the show. I hope I get to hear from you here today on this Monday. Lots of ways for you to jump in on the conversation. And I hope you will. Grab a chair, have a seat at the table with us. You can uh jump in on the live stream. Hey to y'all. If you're on the live stream, YouTube and Facebook, what's happening? Sven was the first to comment on on the YouTube live stream. He said it's Monday. And like we say over here in Germany, new week, new luck. Hello, everybody. And he wished everyone a hail state. Danny is in on Facebook from Ringgold, Georgia. Dorothy said, hey, hail state. Back at you, Dorothy. Thanks for commenting. Shoot me a text in the country, please, and text line today if you want to communicate that way. It's a good way to do it. Or uh, call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059-601-995-1059. By the way, that text line, 885-ESPN. I got a new country pleasing hat. I'm wearing it on the live stream. Check it out. It's got that leather patch on the front and uh, the country pleasing hog that says country pleasing on there. It's fancy, man. I like it. Got that leather patch on the front. Yeah. I am ready to go. I've been wearing this hat for several days since I got it. This is the honest truth. This is the honest truth. This hat. I got it in the mail on, um, what day did I get this in the mail? I think it was actually delivered on Friday. And I was not on the air Friday, but I certainly intended to be, and I'll tell you about it. Hang on. But I got it. I opened the box. I put it on. I I wore it a little bit. And then 
Saturday, it's true, I'm, I'm being honest now, Saturday I went to the Mississippi State scrimmage. I got in there just slightly earlier than everybody else, so I, it was nice. It wasn't really all that hot Saturday, I, as far as I'm concerned. I laid back on one of the benches over there uh, on the west side of the stadium and laid back, put this hat over my face, and tried to take a little nap for about 10 minutes. And when I woke up, the bill of this hat was right over my nose, and I could smell it. I swear to you, it smells like the butcher shop at Country Meat Packers on Highway 49 in Florence. It smells like smoked sausage. I like it. Who knew you could get a hat that was almost like scratch and sniff? Yeah. So, look, I, I you know, apologies. I got a migraine headache from you know where on Friday. I get them. I fight them. But years ago, I had an incident. incident. This would have been probably, let me guess here. Oh, shoot, like eight years ago, seven or eight years ago, I had an incident where I had driven to Jackson from Tupelo. I had a meeting that day around lunch. By the time I walked out of that meeting, this headache had come on so fast and so strong that I, I, I was getting sick. I was dizzy. I couldn't drive. Um. I wound up having to like get a hotel room in Jackson, get some help, had to spend the night, and recovered finally the next day where I could drive home. Well, that led me to go and see a doctor. They gave me some medicine that really, really works on my migraine headaches. I mean, tried and true for years now. I've kept these things handy wherever I go, wherever I am. And if I feel one of those migraine headaches coming on, I'll pop that pill, and within about an hour... It kills it. It's gone. It's like a miracle medicine for me. Except on Friday. As I woke up with this, woke up that morning around 4.30 a.m. Friday morning. Splitting headache. Knew what it was. Knew it was only going to get worse. Go to the medicine cabinet. Take the medicine. Think, okay, in an hour this will be gone. Well, in an hour it was not gone. So you can take one you can another one two hours later, but that's it. No more than two of these pills within a 24-hour period of time. So I took another one at 6.30. Nothing. Didn't touch it. By about 8.30 that morning, all I could do was lay down with all the lights off, pillow over my head. Even when Annabeth would come and talk to me, the noise of her voice seemed to just split my head in half. It was awful. So I did not get to do the show Friday. I did not get to go to the high school football game I was going to go to. I was going to go to Pillow Academy and Kirk Academy. And it wound up being a great football game shootout. And didn't get to do that. <clears throat> I was I was going to, that day on Friday, Bill, I was going to be with you in the studio in Jackson and bring yeah. you some uh, bring you some equipment. Had to make up for that, make a weekend trip and everything. So anyway. <laughs> That thing, man, it was, I hadn't had one like that in years. It totally knocked me off my feet. I knew it was bad when my phone rang and it said Matt Wyatt. When I picked it up, it was this sweet little female voice. <laughs> Bill, this mm. is <laughs> Matt's got a migraine. I'm telling you. Made he's me really, sick as a dog. He's real sick. <laughs> oh, it was rough. Okay. 
That was rough. But I said, well, that's good. We'll we'll take care of it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. And um, she wound up calling the doctor, and they sent some other stuff for me to try. Yeah. And Man. I think it sort of did help. Biggest thing is it helped me to sleep. And then that night, later that night, I finally started coming out of it. Uh, but it was a rough day Friday, so I missed the show. I hated that. And uh, but but okay, let bygones be bygones, and we're back now. First up on the Country Please and Text Line, Country Please and Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. It is the best. Walk up in there and say, Country Pleasing, please. <laughs> Jason in Flagstaff says, uh, about people going to, yeah, somebody's trying to go to the Rose Bowl. He said, well, homeboy better take his mask to the Rose Bowl. They aren't playing around with that stuff in big crowds. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool to see that game, though? UCLA, LSU at the Rose Bowl? I would love to see it. Bama fan texted and said, Roll Tide, are we doing names or nicknames? Bama fan. <laughs> ah, look, man, I'm not going to tell you what you can and can't do. I, I, I was basically raising the question last Thursday. I wasn't dictating to you what you ought to do. You know, here on this show, on my, that's the only show I can speak for. If you want to have a nickname and that's just what you want, fine. Send it in. That's fine. And You know, I was just saying... Maybe we ought to think about it, especially those of us who have ambiguous social media accounts. You know, like your social media isn't Matt Wyatt. It's, you know, MSU dog 76, you know, whatever. Well, I'm just saying maybe that was all I was saying is think about it. Now, Bama fan, if you want to be known as Bama fan, I ain't gonna look back. You shouldn't either. There's no, no big deal. No big deal. Not making a not planting a flag in the ground on this thing. Y'all just think about it. That's all. I'm just trying to get you to think. Um example. Dog tired in Florence. Texted the show and said, We all want to know if you got your hat clean. If so, whose method or suggestion worked? Well, I didn't. I didn't do it. Uh I can I just be honest with you? I didn't go through the trouble of cleaning that one because the very next day, you know, I talked to y'all about that on Thursday. On Friday, I got some new hats from Country Pleasing, and I'm wearing one of them right now. So I hadn't cleaned the old one. I did mow grass in it yesterday, though. Hot as all get out. It's hot, man. It is hot out there. Somebody said, do you drink artificial sweetener? I've known multiple people that stopped drinking them and the migraines went away. No, I don't. I don't. I think the first one I got, migraine headache, was I was about nine years old. I used to have the same routine back then. Yep. Some people just get them, I guess. The, the real Eric said, you get those headaches from hard hits from football years. Yeah, I don't think so. You know, here's the odd thing about it. As a child, I dealt with them. Teenager dealt with them. As an adult, I've dealt with them. I didn't have them in college playing ball. Isn't that crazy? Either I've forgotten, but I don't think I had them in college. It's like they went away and then came back. Yeah. All right, Jason, what did you say? He said, really fast humidity changes either way used to give me horrible migraines. When I was younger, nothing helped except laying down with a cold, wet rag on my head and sleeping for a while. 
man, when I would get them as a kid, Jason, that's it. I'd, ha- I'd wind up sick, lights off, pillow over my head, couldn't do nothing but lay there and eventually go to sleep and hope you wake up and just get a little relief. But sometimes you would, sometimes you wouldn't. All right. So here we go. Bayou Bengal Babe, her real name Stephanie, texted the show and said, I will be at the LSU-UCLA game in Pasadena on September the 4th. Twelve days, Stephanie. That's the whole theme right there. Twelve days until you'll be watching that football game. All right, so the schedule again. Well, heck, I mean, we've got... No, the NFL's after that. All right, so Saturday... August 28th, and be, that's one, that's less than a way, that's this coming Saturday. All right, so this coming Saturday, you'll have on Fox at noon, Nebraska at Illinois, a little Big Big Ten action there, there we go. Saturday at 1 o'clock on CBS Sports Network, you'll have UConn at Fresno State, Saturday afternoon on ESPN at 2.30 will be Hawaii at UCLA. So, Stephanie and all y'all that are going to go watch the UCLA and LSU game in the Rose Bowl, turn it on and see what it looks like on TV this Saturday at 2.30. Kickoff between Hawaii and UCLA. Uh, Saturday night, 8.30 Central Time. It's UTEP, New Mexico State. I don't see television for that one. Then... uh, Saturday night at 9, out on the West Coast, CBS Sports Network, San Jose State hosting Southern Utah. So those are the football bowl subdivision games that are going to happen. Five games on Saturday. And then the following Wednesday, now this is pretty interesting to me, the following Wednesday night, September the 1st, UAB at Jacksonville State. Well, I say at. They're going to play the game at Crampton Bowl in Montgomery. So it's sort of neutral site for both. That'll be a, a midweek game from teams around here. That'll be a pretty competitive game, should be. And then uh, Thursday, September the 2nd, will be the night that you'll be able to watch an SEC team play. That'll be the season opener for Tennessee, Thursday, September the 2nd. So that's, what, 10 days, right? On the SEC Network, 7 o'clock Central, Tennessee hosting Bowling Green. Tennessee, a 34-point favorite. There'll be a lot of Thursday night games on the second. Y'all want me to go through that list of those games in the second? Why not? All right, so it'll be a week from this Thursday. Why not go over them? So the Thursday games on the second. Tennessee hosts Bowling Green. Rutgers is going to host Temple. It'll be Coastal Carolina and the Citadel. Florida International hosting Long Island. Boise State at UCF will be the primetime ESPN kickoff on Saturday, September 2nd. Uh, 6 o'clock ESPN, Boise at UCF. And let's see, Western Illinois goes to Ball State that night. Uh, Buffalo will host Wagner that night. Weber State will be at Utah. That'll be a top 25 team in action on that Thursday night, the second. Pac-12 Network, if you get it, <laughs> get up on top of your house and grab two golf clubs and hold one arm this way and one arm that way and see if you can bring the Pac-12 Network signal in. Uh, ACC Network that night. We'll have NC State, South Florida. So circle that one if you're a Mississippi State fan. Uh, be a chance for you to look at this year's version of NC State, who you will host the following week. So it means NC State's going to get 
uh, a week and then some to get ready for their trip to Starkville because they're playing on a Thursday night, September 2nd. And then the following week on uh, the 11th is when they come to Mississippi State in Starkville. So NC State, South Florida, 630 ACC Network on the 2nd. And these are still Thursday night games, September 2nd. You'll get East Carolina at Appalachian State on ESPNU. Tulsa will host UC Davis. Uh, Minnesota hosting Ohio State Thursday, September 2nd, 7 o'clock on Fox. Western Kentucky hosts UT Martin. Houston Baptist in New Mexico. Let's see, Eastern Washington and UNLV. Those will be the late games, and you'll have a a really late game, Arizona State hosting Southern Utah. And then you have some Friday games to get into Saturday. So that first weekend, see, this weekend you get five games on Saturday. But then that first weekend of September, you're going to have like a ton of games on Thursday that I just went through. You'll have a whole bunch of games on Friday also. And then, of course, all the Saturday games. You'll get one on Sunday. You get Ole Miss and Louisville on Monday. Yeah. So, hey, and I agree, Sven. Coastal Carolina Citadel is interesting. It is. Pretty good program, especially Coastal. They had a really good team last year. Big rivals. And then, hey, I agree. That Thursday night, get to watch uh, Ohio State and Minnesota. Could be interesting. Ohio State ought to run them out of there, but it could be interesting. But it'll be on nas- you know national uh, broadcast on Fox. So there's some good ones there in that um, first weekend for sure. What did Olivier say? <laughs> Olivier on the country pleasing text it says Friday night, my wife and I watched the first football game that my son participated in as a coach. He scored touchdowns by running, catching, throwing, running back a kick, but we have never been more proud than watch him be a part of a football team. Proud. He said, we have never been more proud to watch him be a part of a football team ever. Go J a Raiders. Very cool. Olivier. And, um, who did J.A. beat? Starkville Academy? Yeah, that's what it was. They beat Starkville Academy. And what do they have next? Who's J.A. got this week? Oh, no. Well, that's uh, that's pretty cool. It looked like it. Uh, didn't, they, didn't they beat him pretty good? Didn't J.A. beat up on him pretty good? I glanced across the scores there. I'm thinking, Bill, I don't know for sure, but, Bill, I think I'm going to go to the um, the Red Carpet Bowl this weekend. You know what that is? Vicksburg. That's right. Uh, Warren Central and Vicksburg. Yep. They've been doing that for a long time. Oh, yeah. Opening the season, playing, you know, two games in one night on the same field. So they're going to do that this weekend. Oh, okay. J.A. is at Leak Academy this weekend. That could be a good ball game. You know what I was noticing looking through some of the scores? Uh, and, I, you know, everybody's got different things they like. Um for me, I liked the fact that Leak Academy, their logo for their school is like a direct replica of the L.A. Dodgers, L.A., interlocking L.A. on their caps. Leak Academy, Los Angeles. You know, you see what I mean? They have a neat logo. Yeah, the red carpet ball. I don't, this is something I probably should know, and you know, that is how many... Years they've been doing that. I just know it's been a long time. Pretty neat deal. Uh, this Friday, it'll be, see, I, th- I think this is right. I think it'll be at Vicksburg High School, so a little closer to downtown. And the early game is Warren Central, and then um, Vicksburg will play the, the late game 
Friday night, and they're going to play. I know they're playing Germantown. I forget who Warren Central's playing. Yeah. Cool. Hey, um, live stream. What is Austin saying here on the live stream? He said, how do you think Mississippi State, seeing NC State playing the week before, affects the game plan for the Mississippi State team as a whole? Well, yeah, they'll, you know, let's see, NC State having an, a, an extra couple of days since they're playing a Thursday night opener. I don't know that it really affects anything, to be honest with you. Austin, I know that I would, I, I don't know that everybody's this way. It's, I would like, if if I were coaching, that I could watch my next opponent, I could watch him live on television. Or, or go watch them play, whatever it is. I would like that I'd be able to watch that, pay attention to it, watch the whole thing live, take it in. Certain things are going to jump out at when it's all new and kind of get a jump on the scouting report, so to speak. See, so it's a physical versus a mental thing. Some people go, well, it's better to be NC State and play on Thursday. Therefore, you have more days to rest between the next game and the road trip to start with. But others might go, yeah, but they play on a Thursday. It gives Mississippi State's coach and their team of analysts more time to break down their film and get a little more thorough into the scouting report. You get a few more days to do that. So it's really either or, and it can kind of go either way. I'm not sure there's a huge advantage either way, frankly. All right. Feels like football. Hallelujah. Just getting started. With you on this Monday, y'all stick around. There's a lot of noise when it comes to 5G. After these messages, we'll be right back. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit just for my listeners. Enter discount code Matt Wyatt. Just answer the questions. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Answer the questions. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of 500000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with a slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they are right. There's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. It's the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. 
and they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max, got it at Seaspire, went and did curbside at my local Seaspire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. Cspire, customer inspired. After these messages, we'll be right back. Every farmer understands their farm can't thrive without some good partners like sun, soil, and rain. And farmers in North Mississippi also rely on another important partner, Mississippi Land Bank. Because land and farm financing are Mississippi Land Bank's primary focus. We've grown alongside these farmers' crops for more than 100 years. We understand what a farmer needs, and we know the lay of the land in North Mississippi. And that's where I stand. A lot of people in the equipment world, you know, things kind of go in trends, I guess, if you want to say it. Um, So kind of the first big thing... Uh, that we look at when we start evaluating our business is going to be our turf equipment. That's kind of the first big push because once the, you know, once everything, the water dries up and the grass starts growing, this is what everybody's looking to get. Uh, we carry the new right stand-up mower. Doesn't look like much, but this thing is, and it costs just as much as zero turn. Not a cheap unit at all. I mean, if you go out there and look at that zero turn, this thing right here, I mean, it's got all your components from your big pumps to your commercial engine to your large steel deck. Um, and these guys were the first ones to make the standard mower. Yes, always look for this bird's eye bird, your guarantee of top quality frozen food. And your big bird's eye buy this week is bird's eye orange juice. Easy, you can serve it in a minute. Thrifty, it will save you money. Online transmission is ready, sir. Live online at thezone1059.com and keep your radio turned on to ESPN 105.9. The Zone. Hey! Here we go. Rolling along with you here in hour number one on this first day of the week. It's uh, getting closer and closer to everybody kicking off around here. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. The Big Ten, uh, they're in full-on money-grab mode, aren't they? Along with these other conferences. Y'all see that news? <laughs> I'll um, I'll get to that. I will get to that. So what is this? What is, uh, Sven, y'all got somehow or another on the live stream, they got into uh, something about the Eagles. I, I guess Will asked the question. He said, on the subject of Philadelphia, do you think the Eagles are committed to Jalen Hurts? I think that Hurts is going to be the guy this year, and it's on him to play his way into a long-term job. Sven commented, he said, Jalen has no chance in Philadelphia. Kelsey, as bad as it gets at center, Brooks is out. No Dillard, Dickerson, the only stud they have. Doesn't get playing time. Well, I don't know. When you look at the division, really, I mean, what do you think about that division they're in, though? Because you know how like half the teams are going to the playoffs, right? So all they got to do is win their division. Who's the class of the NFC East this year? Is it Dallas? Because they were horrible last year after Dak got hurt. So I don't know. We'll have to see. Chad commented on YouTube on the live stream, and he said, 
Uh, I loved your thoughts on Feinbaum's puff of hot air last week. I've got a good amount of respect for Greg. I'm sure he means Sankey here. Maybe Spellcheck got him and said Stanley, but I bet he meant Sankey. Greg Sankey. However, the thing that perplexes me is how much influence he allows ESPN to have. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess Chad, you know, probably chalk it up to we we all, those of us that have to do a lot of talking, and I say those of us, I mean some more than others, right? I mean, you look at some of the talent at uh, Big Box ESPN, They'll do this show, and then they do four or five hits a day, and they do a, a, you know, an interview there, an interview there, because they have all these different shows. They just interview each other. And so there's a lot of talking going on, and maybe it is difficult to come up with something original. But I guess what I'm saying is there, there's nothing out of the ordinary about someone being wrong about something, Okay. You could be making a prediction, be wrong about it. Well, that happens all the time. So what? I mean, you sometimes you're just wrong about certain things. But to me, it's a whole different deal to, you know, to disseminate a negative opinion, to say that it is based on a source, and then the only thing possible is either... You're lying, you don't have a source, or your source is the worst source. I mean, that's the only possibility when somebody does what he did. So he's no different than the rest of us. He's human. May get it wrong. Maybe he had a source that gave him bad information or something. But uh, anyway. And there are certain people, too, in the media world that they won't, they will not exercise their right exercise their right to have a negative opinion of something regarding certain people in certain schools it's like in their head over here is a group of schools and people that are fair game for negativity and criticism but i got a few over here that frankly they're just not fair game we don't do negative opinions and criticism on them you have a problem with that, too. But hey, whatever. To each his own. <clears throat> All right. Um, okay, so Finn's telling me the Eagles were what? That they are a four- or five-win team at best? Hey, Glenn, thanks for tuning in. He's on YouTube. He says, I love watching the show. Keep up the commentary. I will do my darndest. Nick, over here on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. I get mine at Walmart also um, quite often. Nick texted the show and he, at 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Nick says, what's your opinion on the wide receivers? Is this the best collection State has ever had, as some are saying? Hmm. Nick, uh, <laughs> you know, a good, successful radio host would use your question, you know, as an opportunity to plant a flag in the ground, make a really st- strong statement one way or the other, and uh, really, I don't know, divide the audience so that the needle moves and and we get some reaction, I guess. But uh, I, I just, that ain't the way I do stuff. So I will tell you, 
that my answer is somewhat nuanced. Do they have the opportunity to be the best group you've ever had? Yeah, they do. They do. But they haven't played together yet. A position like receiver is very dependent on what? Quarterback. (laughs) You know, they aren't the ones distributing the ball. They are the ones getting the ball. So it's re- it can be a real quirky thing at that position, you know. And then and then they don't get the ball, or if you have a game or two where the quarterback struggles, or you have a game where the offensive line struggles, well, how do you judge the receivers? How do you evaluate receivers? You know, do we have to wait until three of them are in the NFL starting, and then we go? Well, obviously, yeah, it's a mess, right? Because that's the position state has not put in the NFL kind of historically. Outside of what? Two two guys? Three? Uh, so I, I hate to give you a nuanced answer, but I think the reality is all you can say confidently right now based on the information you have is they could be <laughs> the best ever. But if it if they don't go out and prove it, well, well, then what? You know, if I look talent for talent, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely could be. From Polk to Heath to Ducking to Tulu on the outside, that just just that group of four on the outside, their potential is through the roof. You know, and you haven't seen Tulu Griffin practice a whole lot. Um, well, I take that back. Early on, everything. He, he's missed, what, about a week? And he's about to be back out there now. And uh, so, you know, a health, I'm telling you all, a healthy Tulu, people are going to have a real hard time with him. I'm just telling you, people are going to have a real hard time with him. So you just look at the outside group. Well, now you throw into this conversation that we're also including slot receivers. Well, Wally is in there. Um, he's already set your freshman records. Did it last year. And they didn't even throw in the ball early in the year. You know, he had four straight 100-yard receiving games. Wally did, and they were all in the second half of the season once Will Rogers took over. So, you know, when you look at the pieces they have in the slot, it's um, led by Wally. Then, yeah, it's potentially the best group they've ever had. It's just, it's got to come to fruition first. You know, I could I could come out here and, and dig in and give you a real strong opinion and tell you that they are definitely going to do it. But I don't know that. So. I'm excited about them, too. We just got to see all the other parts come together, for sure. Tide Man on the text line. What'd you, did you send me a highlight? He says, this may not translate to radio, but I'm sure you can give it a, a good on-air description. My son scooping up the onside kick, taking it to the house when he played for McLaurin High School. So that was four years ago today. McLaurin. Hey, Bill, help me out with something. McLaurin High School. It's close to Florence, correct? Yeah, it's over in, in Rankin County. So it's in Rankin County? Yeah. Hmm. How close is it to, would you say, to Florence High School? Uh, it's not very far away. I mean, you know, I'm not. I don't. Not sure on the mileage or. Yeah. But I know. It's, I know they're not far. Apart. Not far. I think they're hosting somebody this Friday night. I thought about going over there. 
Hey, Tideman, thanks for sending that. I'll click on it and watch the highlight. Picking up an onside kick, huh? You might. What are the rules about advancing an onside kick? I got to go back and refresh my <laughs> familiarity with some of these rules. Advancing an onside kick and some of those things. <laughs> thanks for the highlight. Appreciate you sending that over. Uh, a couple of stories that are out there, college football stories. Um, let me give this to you real quick. Uh, there's a report out here today that the SEC is discussing potential financial penalties for teams that forfeit due to COVID. Now, it's not a like a that's not an official thing and like release from the SEC saying well, this is a done deal, but it's a possibility. It's being reported that they are kicking that around. We already know that the SEC has said, you know, if you have a COVID issue, there'll be no postponing games, making them up later. It'll be canceled. You won't get to play it and you'll forfeit and you'll have a loss if your team's the one that, you know, that, that did it. Well, so now there's going to potentially be a financial penalty along with it. What, what's the purpose of that? I have to read the details and see what it is, and I'll let you know. Hey, check it out. It's Monday. We've got three teams to get in on the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. We've got teams number 14, 13, and today's team number 12. We'll hit one of those teams when we come back in the Bureau right after this. Stick around. today. Jeans do come true. Think you Blue Delta? Yeah, jeans do come true. That's what the bag says. Blue Delta jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi, my hometown. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit. Design a jean. And before you know it, you'll be addicted. Just for my listeners, enter discount code MattWyatt, all lowercase. Again, that's if you listen to me, you can use discount code MattWyatt, all lowercase. And at checkout, you're going to get a 10% discount off your order. So I just went online and ordered them. uh, BlueDeltaJeans.com. A couple weeks ago. Went in, I didn't go get measured. I just entered, you know, what I knew about myself. I just answered the questions, and here they are at my doorstep a couple weeks later. Nice. Yeah, Blue Delta. Nice. I'm happy. (laughs) I've known the Blue Delta team for years, and I'm thrilled to have these guys on as a sponsor of this show. Blue Delta's virtual tailor is a fun and easy way to get yourself into the best fitting pair of jeans you're ever going to own. But you never thought you'd get a butt shot out of me, huh? How about that? Just answer the questions and they fit absolutely perfectly. They couldn't fit better. So just go online, bluedeltajeans.com, answer the questions. It's amazing how they do it. They will fit perfectly. You're not going to find better material and better feeling pants, period, anywhere. BlueDeltaJeans.com. 
use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. I promise you that. And I know that you are going to love them too. Make sure you use the code. And remember, jeans do come true. After these messages, we'll be right back. Let me tell you about an ice cream can't be beat. The very best tasting you can eat. It's meadow, 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 smooth, freeze, meadow, go. Go to your ice cream man today and here's the word that you should say. Oh, give me meadow, 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 smooth, freeze, meadow, go. And remember, folks, meadow gold is mighty good. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Six o'clock, dinner time. Thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. Yes, thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. The terrific busy day dessert you can make at the very last minute. See how quick and easy. Just add it to cold milk and beat it up. That's all. By the time you're ready to eat it, it's all ready for you. Jell-O Instant Pudding, made by the famous Jell-O folks. So creamy, so nourishing, so delicious. No other instant pudding is quite the same. Stock your shelves with all seven flavors. The good, good, busy day dessert. Jell-O Instant Pudding. The Matt Wyatt Show. <laughs> People... <laughs> People watching the live stream and you were seeing that shot of the hover helmet and the Bob Ross energy drink and all of a sudden the camera was just shaking like crazy. (laughs) That was right as we came back from a commercial break. The homecoming queen walked in here and then walked out and on her way out, she grabbed my camera and shook it real good. Well, what'd you do? Did you bump into the, you just bumped into the table? Is that what happened? (laughs) It was funny. The timing was perfect. She brought me snacks, Bill. Whoa. Yeah, chocolate. Is there chocolate? Yes, there is chocolate. The last that's not a migraine trigger. Oh, well, look. The last time she brought me chocolate on the show, it was this same chocolate. And I ate it Thursday during the radio show. And then Friday morning, I woke up at 4.30 and my head was like split in half. It was rough. So I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. (laughs) But I'm going to eat it anyway. We'll find out. (laughs) That's how that's going. So my phone rings with Matt Wyatt's name on it, and it could be Annabeth again. Yeah, Bill, this is what you need to know. You answer the phone that says it's me, and instead it's her. It's never good. Yeah, it's not good. It's probably not good. (laughs) Um, Okay, real quick here. We're starting to get going. It it took me a minute. I'll be honest with you. We started today's show. It took me a little bit to get going. All right, Jason in Flagstaff. What do he say? I'm worried to death about State's offensive line. Most folks are talking about the quarterback, Wally. I'm over here wondering if we have a quarterback that can throw from his back. All my fingers crossed. Yeah, Jason, uh, I think they've got the right parts. They're building it around the left tackle, Charles Cross. Now, you know, he's big-time, big-time player. Um, he's going to make a lot of money playing football, and they really need him to stay healthy, I think, because, you know, as long as he and Lashley can stay healthy, and I think that'll come together, then it allows them to have Cameron Jones at, 
one of the guard spots, and he's a really athletic guard. You know, he has played tackle. He can play tackle. He played tackle in the scrimmage on Saturday because they held Lashley out. Just precautionary thing. He looked fine to me, but they held him out. Um, and you've got Sharp, a physical guy, long arm guy, athletic guy who's played a bunch of guard for you. Now he's at center and seems to be really comfortable. They don't have any bad snaps or some wood to knock on, but they hadn't had bad snap issues with him. So, and then a huge guy playing the right guard position in uh, Quatravius Johnson. His nickname is Dollar Bill. <laughs> I don't know how you get that nickname, but he got it. Yeah, so they've got the pieces of the puzzle. They do. They'll be a little better this year. I'm pretty confident in that. Clay, thanks for the info. He said Florence and McLaurin about 10 miles apart, 10 minutes apart. Troll Tide, what do you say here? <clears throat> so I'm getting to your show late today. Did you see this? He makes some good points, but it'll probably rub some folks the wrong way. Oh, by the way, he says, I still have no update on the purple and gold situation, just saying. So, oh, yeah, the saving quotes about the tight end. It's not a democracy. A lot of people are keying in on that, but I'm going to tell you something, Troll Tide. That speech, that language, the same message that he just gave to the media is something that he and every other coach says to their team over and over and over and over. It's funny to me that, you know, Nick Saban to say, look, you know, you got to do this, got to do that. This is not a democracy. You know, you don't get what you want. It's, you got to do what you're supposed to do, do your job within the team. I mean, he lays out this whole speech. And then media go nuts over it. And fans go nuts over it. But listen, Saban has said that exact same thing to his team over and over and over and over and over again. And oh, by the way, there are 127 FBS schools in a country. There's 127 coaches who have also repeated that same thing over and over and over again. <laughs> it's nothing new. <clears throat> All right, Ryan on line one. Real quick. What's up, Ryan? Hey. hey. Uh uh, tell you this it's got to be a lot of rain to cancel a football game 
you know, baseball is one thing, but in football, it's got to be a lot of rain for, to get them to cancel it for sure. Hey, Ryan, you know, I don't think they're there anymore, but for years at Vicksburg High School's football field, that's where my wife graduated high school from, by the way, is Vicksburg High School. And, uh, ah, gross. Gator. <laughs> yeah, Gator. And at the field, you know, there for many years on one end, there were these rocks in the bank, in the embankment there that spelled out VHS. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife is actually the one who put those rocks out there. I think she was really disappointed a couple of years ago when she learned that they had taken them up. <laughs> See if you can find out where those I, rocks are. I think they I think they redid it. I, I don't know. I don't. I haven't been to it since they re, redid their stadium. Yeah, I got you. Thanks, Ryan. Good to hear from you, man. Maybe we we'll see you down there. Appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. So, Red Carpet Bowl this Friday is is the first game is Warren Central versus Forest Hill, and then the late game is Vicksburg versus Germantown. All right, uh, David on line two. What's up, David? What's up, Matt? Hey, I got a question. I just want to see how much you think our quarterback's going to improve from year one to year two. Yeah. And also, some of my greatest memories of you quarterbacking was when we used to act like we were going to go for it and you'd step back and punt. <laughs> yeah, that's called the pooch punt. Yeah, that's what I'm known for, pooch punting. <laughs> Thanks, David. Um, yeah, um I think um, there will definitely be some improvement for a quarterback. You're talking about Will Rogers, and you know there, there's some things about it that I believe are probably just obvious to everybody. It's just natural because last year was such an odd year. Here's what people forget, David, about Will Rogers last year. <clears throat> he was 18 years old, true freshman. Okay. Prior to one year ago this month, August, one year ago this month, he'd never worn a college football uniform in his life. Okay. And oh, by the way, didn't get to go through spring practice. Didn't even have a normal offseason in the summer leading up to last year. But here's the other thing people forget. You know, K.J. Wright started the year, and rightfully so, and was great right out of the gates against LSU. And then, you know, defense is adjusted, and he could not adjust. He was holding the ball and getting hit and didn't really see stuff clearly and turning it over. Well, they couldn't have gone to Will Rogers the first couple of weeks of the season if they had wanted to. He wasn't there. He was out sick. So you're talking about an 18-year-old kid last year, fresh out of Brandon High School, who did not get to go through spring practice at that school, who didn't have a weightlifting summer and a workout summer in June or July. It's just do a little bit on your own. Well, I got news for you. It's not even close to what the real thing is like. And then you get into fall practice. It's abbreviated. And then the season rolls around and you're out for two weeks and stay away from the team for two weeks. And on top of all of that, he still comes into the back half of the year, the second half of the year, and did some really good stuff. They go on the road to Georgia with 40-something players. He plays really well, and they lose by a touchdown at Georgia. They go on the road to Ole Miss, and he plays really well. And 
they lose by a touchdown to Ole Miss. He set a record for passing yards in the Egg Bowl. People forget that. So he's going to make a step, and when he makes a significant step, David, it's going to be it's going to be eye popping. That's what I'm trying to lead to. And I don't know if it happens right out of the shoots against La Tech. I don't know if it's three or four games into this year. It may be when he's a junior. This year may be a struggle. I don't know. I'm just saying it's going to happen in the development of Will Rogers as your quarterback. He's well on his way. He's better now than he was at any point last year. And when it happens, there's going to be some stuff where people are going to look around and go, uh, wow. I'm telling you, it's coming. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. Hour two coming up. Stick around. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of 500000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. After these messages, we'll be right back. We are about to have a fire and cook some sausage. A country-pleasing sausage is outstanding. Whether you cook it over a fire or in the house, cook some of this right here. It's green onion flavor. You see that? But this right here is my favorite, the maple flavor. And this is great for breakfast. It's awesome cooking it in the house because it makes the whole house smell good. Oh, yeah. Let's eat Country Pleasing Sausage, the best, hands down. If you go to countrypleasing.com, you can actually order this and deliver it to your house. Country Pleasing Sausage. Hands down, the best. Trust me. Divinity Equipment, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson, Highway 51 in Madison. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they're right. There's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. C Spire, customer. Inspired. After these messages, we'll be right back. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Let's dive in and see what we have. 
happier. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaGenes.com. Find your fit. Design a gene. And before you know it, you'll be addicted. Just for my listeners, enter discount code Matt Wyatt, all lowercase, uh, BlueDeltaGenes.com. I just entered, you know, what I knew about myself. I just answered the questions, and here they are. Nice. Yeah, Blue Delta. Just answered the questions, and they fit absolutely perfectly. They couldn't fit better. So just go online, BlueDeltaGenes.com, answer the questions, use this code, Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. And I know that you are going to love them, too. WRKS Pickett's Jackson. Hi. It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Online at thezone1059.com and on your radio at ESPN 105.9 The Zone. All right. Back with you live on this Monday. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Hit them up, favorites.com. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. All right. Let me get into some of your comments here in hour number two. If you're just tuning in, there's lots of ways for you to be a part of the show. You can comment on the live stream, check it out live on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope. You can text me at 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN, or 885-3776. Or call me on the Divini phone, Divini Equipment, Madison and in Jackson. It is 995-1059-601-995-1059. Jason on Facebook gave us a hail state from Collins. I'm sorry, that's Jan. Jan gave us a hail state from Collins. Uh, Jason, I don't know what you're talking about. It's something else there. But uh, I'll try to figure it out. Sven said, what we need first is a good O-line and a Will Rogers in shape. Yeah, you know, offensive line determines pretty much everything. You know, um, I'm sitting here like, I guess you have different ways of saying it. Over the years, I've always said, you know, the game is won and lost primarily on the line of scrimmage. Offensive line, defensive line. Flip it. Offensive line, defensive line. That's where it's won and lost, primarily. And people look at you and go, yeah, well, they don't, they give the Heisman quarterbacks and running backs. And they draft receivers in the first round, you know, and, they get all the headlines. Well, they do. You know, the every every position is important, and obviously quarterback is really important. But I just think, you know, you can you can be average to below average in a lot of places on the field, but if your offensive line is really good, you're still going to win a lot. <laughs> It's true. But you can, to, conversely, you can be great at a lot of other places on the field. And if your offensive line is average or below average, you ain't doing any winning. Chalk it up. Ain't happening. <clears throat> so, you know, sit down in front of your TV and go turn it on and watch the ball. Handoffs and throws and. Oh, boy, he's fast. Returning kicks. 
and watch all that stuff. But I'm telling you, if you want to see where it's being won and lost, where the game is being determined, fix your eyes on line of scrimmage. Pick out a lineman and just watch him. Just pick out one if you've never done that. <clears throat> you know, watch that defensive tackle over and over again. Watch that offensive guard and what he's got to do over and over again. And you'll start seeing all this stuff that's happening down in there that's determining whether plays get off or not. So, I mean, and what I was, I guess, bringing that up for is after the scrimmage on Saturday, Mike Leach in his media op said, matter of fact, I may, I may pull that up and play that. It's not, not that long. It's only like four minutes long or five minutes long. I may pull that up and play that for you in the third hour today, in the uh, in uh, the third hour of today's show, so you can hear it. Mike Leach said, "Offensive line, most important position on the team." I think that's coming. I think that's saying a lot coming from a guy who, you know, is the air raid guy. He understands it. So yeah, I mean, offensive line is going to determine it. People go, well, and and let me back up and tell you this. If you want to hear a long or a longer, a little more in-depth explanation as to why I feel this way, what I'm about to tell you about offensive line, you can find it on one of the most recent episodes of the Better Than Average podcast. Coach, it's a great day for you, huh? That's a, yeah, it's better than average, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, anywhere you get a podcast, look it up, Apple, Spotify, Better Than Average. But I went into it because one of the questions I got was about Mississippi State and the idea of beating this drop eight coverage, you know, rush three and drop eight. Well, what determines whether or not you beat that is your offensive line. It ain't quarterbacks and receivers. It's offensive line is what determines whether or not you break teams from doing that. If if a defense can drop eight defenders in a zone coverage and, and keep people back there, only rush three and still put pressure on a quarterback, then they're just going to keep doing it. Why would they stop doing that, right? If a team can drop eight in coverage and only have three rushing and you can't run the ball against it, well, they're just going to keep doing it. Well, everything, everything I just said is all about the offensive line. You know, if you're a team, a defense, you put an eight in coverage and you rush three and you cannot get to the quarterback, you'll stop doing it, I promise you. You'll get out of it. <laughs> if you're a defense and you're dropping eight in coverage and you only have three, you know, pressuring the, the line of scrimmage and they are hitting you with the run game, like whenever they want, they'll check, to, they see us in it, they check to it. They pop a run for six yards. Guess what? You'll stop doing it. Who determines all that? The biggins up front. That's them. Uh, Anthony from Tupelo texted the show. He said, the people that have been out of shape about what Saban said ate more than likely, he said, are more than likely the same people that think the U.S. is a democracy instead of a republic. <laughs> Jason and Flagstaff said, folks offended by Saban's word uh, would spoil their shorts over the army. It's impossible to have a team effort with people doing individual first things. Exactly why 
the SEC is about to crack down on the vaccination rates. Well, Jason, you know, I wonder, I think that's what you say crack down. I don't know. I mean, they, they, the SEC put a threshold out here of what, 85%? And so you got to be at 85%. That's a threshold, 85% of your staff and players. And, um, and they go, okay, so teams that have to uh, cancel a game, forfeit a game. So they're not going to have any postponements. If you're out, if you miss a game because of COVID, it is canceled and you forfeit and it's a loss on your record. Well, now they're kicking this around that teams that do that may also be penalized financially, maybe a financial penalty. Well, you think, well, why? That's what I said when I first saw this. I was like, well, I wonder why. Well, the more you think about it, what? It's revenue, right? I mean, it's all about TV and revenue. I mean, if TV doesn't get the game, they don't get the ad revenue within the game. They're searching elsewhere. And there may be some sort of, I don't know, I haven't even read the details. I'd like to go in there and read it. I will. But there may be some sort of language in these television contracts that say, man, if you don't play the game, we're not guaranteeing you the same amount of money or you're going to, prorate a certain amount of it or something. And so that's, I'm sure that's a, I'm sure that's part of it. Tide man on line one of the Divinity equipment phone line. What's up tide man. Hey, good afternoon. I don't know if you got to see that clip or not that I sent, but, uh, um, I wanted to kind of have a little bit of conversation with you, get your thoughts on some things. If you have a couple of minutes, oh, I'll try to be brief. Sure. But because um, it goes back to to my son. I don't want to make this about my son, but football, I think more than any other sport, I, I really believe coaching is is more important in football than in any other sport. My, my son, both my sons um, <clears throat> hated football. Because from the first time they played little league football all the way through high school, until my son senior, until my my, my second son, the son I sent the clip about, uh, he started. He played two years at Jim Hill, and it was it was so god awful at Jim Hill that we transferred him to Callaway, which is our neighborhood school. Mm-hmm. Played his junior year at Callaway, which the only thing that was better about Callaway was there was more talent. As far as coaching, <laughs> it was it, it was just as bad. And um, he transferred to little country school in McLaurin his senior year because my wife got a job teaching out there, so he was able to go out there. And his senior year was the first time in his whole life where he actually enjoyed playing football because he was he was actually coached and encouraged, and it, the fundamentals mattered and the intangibles mattered and that kind of stuff. I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not going to name this this kid's mention this kid by name, but there was a kid he played with at uh, Callaway, five star, maybe four star. I don't know. Recruit four or five star recruit who's playing SEC football right now, wide receiver, extremely talented kid. And I asked my son. I said, "Man, that guy, man, that guy's so good." I said, but "He's always acting up on the sidelines and getting penalties." What's this dude is like? He said, "Papa, he, he's such a great player." He said, "But man, nobody can control him." He said, Pop, this is what they do. He said, the coaches on Friday, on Fridays, they keep him in the coach's house 
all day so he not risk getting kicked out of school, I mean, getting kicked out of class and being ineligible for the game. And that's, that's what I'm talking, that's the kind of culture that so many of these high schools, and, and I'm not, it, I mean, wherever it might be, but that mentality that all that matters is rolling a bunch of talented kids out there. And, you know, you don't do anything to help them better themselves. And it's frustrating for kids like my son, who wasn't quite as talented, but could have, could have played SEC football. He's, he's 6'4", 185, runs a 4'5", 40. If, he, if he'd ever loved football because if he'd ever had coaches that, like, encouraged the intangibles and the fundamentals and things that we try to teach our kids at home. You teach your kids at home, you go out there, you do your best, you work hard, you play hard, you practice hard, you show up, you say, yes, sir, no, sir. You, you'll be rewarded. And six years later, your kid comes home and is like, it, it, it's nothing's working. I do that, Papa. I do. I do all that, but they, they, it doesn't matter, you know. So I'm just roll, I'm just throwing that out to you, as a <laughs> as a football expert and someone who knows what it takes to be a good football player and understands the game much more than I ever will. But it just it just breaks my heart, not just for my son, but for so many kids who are just being done such a disservice by little league coaches. All the way on through, up through the, you know, up through the ranks. It's like, and I don't know what the answer is. And I guess until people like me, parents, say, look, this is, this guy's got to go. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. the last thing, last thing I'll hang up, like just an experienced little league, my, my oldest son played, played little league. And I, I mean, there's a kid who showed, he, he only showed up on Saturday. Hey, Tide Man, and I, I'm not, I don't I mean, mean to be rude, but you got to drive, drive it home for us. Yeah, the kid only came to practice on Saturdays, but he started played the whole game. Kids played every practiced every day. Never saw never saw any playing time at all. It's just that kind of stuff. Anyway, I'll, I'll hang up. Sorry for my rant. No but, problem. Uh, just want to put that there. Get your thoughts on it. Roll yeah. tight. Thanks. Thanks for the call. You know, uh, yeah, I I I think Tide Man, what you're trying trying to drive at there is sort of this pervasive, maybe more so now than we used to have. I did this individualism. You know, the NBA is a great example of it that, you know, their brand and really their whole business model is built on individuals and the promotion of individuals and individual matchups. It's really not about teams. It's really, you know, kind of driving it away from a team sport. And we feel like, you know, it's pervasive with younger people because they see all that and all. Yeah. And there's some truth to it. But I will tell you this and this is my opinion. Now, you may have had one experience with you and your son. Coaching across high school football in a state like Mississippi is better than it's ever been across the board. I would just tell you, Tide Man, don't let one experience or one thing that you hear, it's just me talking here, distract you from that fact. It is a fact. The, the level of coaching from everything, player development, weight room stuff, the mental part of it, understanding the game, practicing, the efficiency of practicing, the play calling, the way the games are run, the programs are run, everything, it's, it's better now than it's ever been. And nine out of ten places have got coaches who are doing it right and kids are having fun. They work their tails off. They're learning a lot about life. They're 
they play their fair standards. It's tough, but it's the way it ought to be. The places that, you know, coaches are just showing up just to draw a t- check and stay in the PERS system, and that's the only reason they're there and they don't really even care about anything else, those places are few and far between in the state of Mississippi. I'll tell you that. Um, firmly, firmly believe that. All right. We are, how many days are we? We are less than two weeks, officially, until Saturday, September the 4th. But we're coming out of a weekend, so we've got three teams today as a part of the countdown of 100 teams. 100 teams. 100 days. 100 teams in 100 days. 100. 100. All right, so this is team number 14 on the countdown from the Big Ten. See if you recognize this one. That would be the Penn State Nittany Lions. What do you know about Penn State? So, uh, James Franklin, boy, this time flew by. James Franklin is going into his eighth year as the head coach at Penn State. They were four and five last year in the nine games that they played. Didn't play in a bowl game. Penn State started the season last year. Am I looking at this right? They started the season ranked number eight in the country. Listen to this. Penn State started the season. Let me tell you about preseason polls. Let me give you the latest example. Y'all ready? Soak this up. Penn State was ranked number eight in the preseason. They started the COVID season and lost five games in a row. They ran off to an 0-5 start. Overtime lost to Indiana. Lost to Ohio State. Now they're unranked. Lost to Maryland, 35-19. Went to Nebraska and lost by seven, 30-23. Came back home, hosted Iowa, got run, 41-21. Ranked eighth in the preseason. But then, but then, four wins in a row to finish the year. They won at Michigan by 10 at Rutgers, 23-7. Beat Michigan State by 15. And then beat Illinois at the end of the year handily by 35 points. So they finished strong. And just maybe COVID got them. But anyway, that was last year for uh, James Franklin, Penn State. Uh, this year they're going to start the season in 12 days, September the 4th, at Wisconsin. Big game. And then mark this down. Week three of the season, September the 18th, at Beaver Stadium. All 106,000 of them are going to host Auburn in week three. That'll be September the 18th. Penn State right there for you. Team number 14. On the countdown of 100 teams. Bill, anybody Bill. famous go to school there? Well, a guy named Franco Harris went oh, to school wow. there. Oh, wow, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Keegan-Michael Key, who's a comedian. You've probably seen him in a lot of stuff uh-huh. lately. Uh, Ty Burrell of Modern Family, the father on that. Uh, Lara Spencer. Jonathan Frakes, he was number one on Star Trek, The Next Generation. You remember him, right? Number one. Uh, Make a soul. Yes, Make a soul yes, one. I do. 
<clears throat> Donald Belisario, you've probably seen his name at the end of a whole lot of shows like Magnum P.I., NCIS. He produced all those shows, even the Magnum P.I. that was back in the day. He produced that one. Uh, Jerry Sandusky. Yeah. John Capaletti. Rosie Greer. Uh, Bruce Davison, an actor. Lisa Salters from ESPN. Hmm. Matt Millen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Kerry Collins, who's now in the NFL. Saquon Barkley. Al Leiter. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, Mitch uh, Parsons, played for the, plays with the Cowboys. Chris Hogan of the Saints. Sean Lee of the Cowboys. Chris Godwin of the Bucks. And Alan Robinson of the Bears. Okay. Uh, Micah Parsons. I may have missed some, but they don't list everybody. Yeah. Micah Parsons, who you mentioned, he was the number one draft pick for the Cowboys in last year's draft. He's a rookie this year, and they've just been raving about um, him so far in, in Cowboys training camp. Maybe he's, you know, maybe he's the next big one there. Every People time we talk about Franco Harris, I think about the immaculate reception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. That, those teams, those Steelers teams are iconic. All those Super Bowls, obviously, but Franco Harris. Lynn Swan. Lynn Swan. Stallworth. Yep. <clears throat> you know, Bradshaw, all those guys. That's that great. Penn State. And there you go. What about that Auburn game? You think Auburn goes up there and beats them? That's going to be tough. You know, Auburn's head coach, Brian Harson is in self-isolation. He tested positive for COVID last week. I think right at the end of the week, or maybe I saw it this weekend, somewhere in there. <clears throat> uh, all-time career passing leader at Penn State is Trace McSorley. 9,899 passing yards from in 15, 16, 17, and 18. And, of course, the first three years of his career played for Joe Moorhead on the staff, coaching the offense. Number two rusher in Penn State history. Saquon Barkley played for Joe Moorhead at Penn State. Sure did. All right. So there's team number 14. As we continue forward, eventually we will hit team number 13. And then we will hit team number 12, because we are 12 days from September the 4th. When we come back, though, I'll hit the phone line and a few of your texts. That's all next. Stick around. Yes, always look for this bird's eye bird, your guarantee of top quality frozen food. And your big bird's eye buy this week is bird's eye orange juice. Easy, you can serve it in a minute. Thrifty, it will save you money. Orchard fresh and delicious. Better buy bird's eye. Better buy, better buy, better buy bird's eye. Now, if you know your oats and want to feel your oats and taste how good an oat cereal can be, well, you go for Cheerios. Great way to start the day with really great eating. That's Cheerios, one of the few foods made from oats. The tasty cereal grain everyone should have at breakfast. Crisp and golden as only a toasted oat cereal can be. And nourishing 
why a Cheerios breakfast gives you the power protein that grown-ups need to help stay in trim and youngsters need to grow on. Toasted oat goodness, toasted oat flavor, a delicious power breakfast. That's Cheerios. Let me tell you about an ice cream can't be beat. The very best tasting you can eat. It's meadow, 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 meadow smooth. Freeze meadow go. Go to your ice cream man today and here's the word that you should say. Oh, give me meadow, meadow, meadow smooth. Freeze meadow go. And remember, folks, meadow gold is mighty good. For double enjoyment, reach for Beechnut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech nut peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Six o'clock, dinner time. Thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. Yes, thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. The terrific busy day dessert you can make at the very last minute. See how quick and easy. Just add it to cold milk and beat it up. That's all. By the time you're ready to eat it, it's all ready for you. Jell-O Instant Pudding, made by the famous Jell-O folks. So creamy, so nourishing, so delicious. No other instant pudding is quite the same. Stock your shelves with all seven flavors. The good, good, busy day dessert. Jell-O Instant Pudding. All right, let's hit it. See where it takes us. Jump in the boat. It's time to stop worrying about this mule being blind. Just get on it and ride. That's what time it is. Welcome back to the show. Here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. All right, first up, I'm coming to a bunch of the texts in a second. Um, Let's see, do I have a name here? Okay, unnamed texter, Fletcher, Jimmy, Jeremy, David, Denzel, Tideman. Coming to all y'all on the text line. First, though, the man, the myth, the legend, Louvier. Who dat, Louvier? What's up? Good afternoon, gentlemen, and go Saints. So uh, I always perk up when somebody says Franco Harris. He, he became one of my favorites. In Super Bowl ten. I was 10 years old. That was 1976. The Pittsburgh Steelers played the Minnesota Vikings at Fran Talkinson and Chuck Foreman in New Orleans. And this I, I don't know if it was before or just at the beginning of when people would say, hey, you just won the Super Bowl. Where are you going now? And he'd say, I'm going to Disney World. And yeah. Disney World would pay him for that, right? Yeah. Well, they they did a commercial with like that with Franco Harris. He was so in love with Popeye's fried chicken, he did a commercial. And they said, hey, Franco, you just won the Super Bowl. What are you doing now? He said, I'm going to Popeye's. <laughs> uh, that's he bought good. some Popeye's fried chicken franchises and brought them up to pit the Pittsburgh area, and they were, of course, a big hit because I think we'll all agree Popeye's fried chicken is doggone good fried chicken. Ooh, it's and, good now. Uh, it, that's part of what made Al Copeland uh, a multi-gazillionaire, uh, and he bought a bunch of cigarette racing boats and everything else that he could waste his money on, which he lived <laughs> He lived fast. He, he he died quick, young, but he lived he lived a full life in his fifty years or however many it was. But I, I'll never forget that commercial. It ran all the time. Hey Franco, you just won the Super Bowl. What are you doing now? 
I'm going to Popeye. <laughs> anyway, hey, that's I thought great. I'd share that with you. This is part of my growing up. Thank uh, you. The Steelers are, Steelers are the, the, the team out of 31 teams that I hate. I hate them almost the least because <laughs> they always beat the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, and I definitely hate the Cowboys the most. So I kind of almost feel like I'm obligated to not hate the Steelers. But I hate them anyway, but almost not hate them. Almost. All right, go Saints. Go Saints. Saints tonight in the Dome, preseason game, hosting uh, the Jaguars, Urban Meyer and the Jaguars. Uh, so you're going to get to see a good bit of Trevor Lawrence for the Jags. You get to see a good bit of Gardner Minshew for the Jags. And uh, obviously for the Saints – what? So Taysom Hill started the game last week at quarterback, and I think they said Jameis is going to start the game tonight for the Saints at QB. And based on all the conversation, Louvier included, after last week's preseason game, it sounds like to me everyone's really looking forward to you know, that late second quarter, early third, when they get to put Ian Book in this preseason game for the Saints because a lot of people think he's going to be their quarterback of the future. I'm just... I, that's not my opinion. I'm just reporting what I've been told. Book it. That's it, Bill. Write it down in ink. Book it. <laughs> That's going to be the saying, you know. If you it start is. Yeah. Playing, you have bumper stickers. You have um, bumper stickers. Yeah. Book it. <laughs> Book it. <laughs> okay. I need to. I need to copyright that. Don't I? You really better go ahead on and do <laughs> that. Do it now. <laughs> All right. You really should. All right, uh, Jimmy on the uh, live stream, he says, if you do have a 6'4 kid that actually does run a 4'5", 40, and can catch, if that kid shows up at a summer football camp or two, he's likely getting a chance to play college football. You're right. Anybody at 6'4 runs a 4'5", somebody's going to try to figure out a way to make you play ba- you know, football. <clears throat> because you're right. That legit is rare. Very on a legit level, legit six four, legit four five and a forty is very rare. It is. All right, text line, country please and text. Uh unnamed texture said, Matt, how many people do you think are going to be at the Louisiana Tech game estimate? I say thirty thousand at best with the COVID flare up. It'll probably hurt the attendance. That's from unnamed. Fletcher texted the show and said, Matt, I played for Archie the gunslinger Cooley. It was most definitely not a democracy. Anyone who doesn't understand that doesn't know football or sports for that matter. Exactly. Exactly. Jimmy Hookup, country please and text, says, says, I don't think Tideman's criticism was fair. High school coaches have so much to deal with and for the most part do a great job. The coaches I know are fantastic people. They simply can't do the coaching and the parenting. Ding, 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 ding. Winner. What does he win? What's his name? Roddy. Rod Roddy. What does he win? Rod. A new car. Jeremy texted the show and said, so if a team passes the vaccine threshold, but they had positive tests or contact tracing that led to the forfeit, they would be fined? He wants to know when is silly season going to end? Well, I'm not reporting that, Jeremy. I'm just saying I saw a tweet that, People saying, hey, sources are saying they're going to find people if you have to cancel a game in the SEC. And I haven't read the details. And, you know, there's there's nothing official on that. All right. Uh, 
Tiger Davis says, I missed your comment on my last text. I had to pick up my kids. Hope all is well. Um, what, ready for football? Shoot, yeah, I'm ready for football. David said he's ready for football. You know I am. Absolutely. All right, Tide Man texted and he says, I agree with you that most high school football in the state is indeed very well coached. Unfortunately, my city of Jackson is the exception of the rule, he says, and it's really sad. Tideman says the talented young athletes in the city deserve so much better. Our family didn't have the financial option to send our sons to school in Clinton, Madison, Brandon, or Pearl. So they were stuck in horrible schools with horrible coaching. Uh, Tideman says Jackson really needs to do better in so many ways. And a couple of things real quick. Denzel's a baseball fan, and he texted and said, not to get off topic, can we appreciate Miguel Cabrera? Miggy! He says last night he hit his 500th home run. But did you know in doing so, he became the ninth man ever to hit 500 home runs and have career batting average over 300? That's incredible. It really is. Uh, He says, can we get some love for the Atlanta Braves? For the first time since 1992, the Braves swept three straight road series in three different cities. Hashtag chop on. Yeah, and what are they now? Five or six in the driver's seat in that division. Playing good baseball and doing all of it without Acuna. Isn't that something? It's funny how that works sometimes. Uh, Ernest T. uh, Exactly. Ernest T. says, it always amazes me how many of your callers run 4540s. And I hadn't seen many 4540s in person in my whole life. Not many. A few. Not many. That's for sure. Well, Bill, I tell you what. We'll do... We'll do teams 13 and 12 in the next segment, so the last segment of this hour. How's that sound? Hey, it's your show. <laughs> you don't care, do you? I'm just here to push the button. Okay. We'll do that next because I think we'd, we'd run up against it here if we yeah, tried. Yeah, you only to, got about a minute here. Yeah, if we tried to get in. You know what? I was sitting here a minute ago, like during Louvier's call, I looked up the preseason deal. I had kind of forgotten that we're going to get to watch the Saints tonight. I, it was one of those where I came in to hear this Monday show. I'm all excited about football getting so close. But you go, well, we still are, you know, several days until Saturday we're watching football Saturday. And, of course, MRA is going to play on ESPN2 on Saturday also. And you're a good 10 days away from those Thursday night college games. And, you know, NFL, and I had totally forgotten that the Saints were on tonight. I can't wait to watch it. It's an interesting matchup. Hey, uh, we got like one or two minutes here. Jason is on line one in Flagstaff. Hey, Jason, what's up? Oh, nothing much. I just wanted to say something about um, whoever texted that in about forfeiting with the vaccinated players. That's probably not going to happen because the reason they're pushing the vaccination rate is so they don't have to do the contact tracing. Yeah. That's part of that deal. So, right. Anyway, I'll no. hang up. Hey, Jason, Jason, don't hang up real quick. Yeah. Did you see, did I see where they, uh, what is it, the um, the FDA endorsed the vaccine or whatever today? Yeah, or? yeah they endorsed the Pfizer this morning. Yeah, What? I wondered yeah. if you saw that and had a thought on it, how significant that is. Well, I know that means that the military is going to mandate it, and they've been planning on it being fully approved by September 1st since the middle of May. So anybody yeah. that says it was rushed is just full of baloney. This, yeah. It's been coming for a while. Yeah. Well, that's good. 
That's good to know. I just think that if if for no, if for no other reason, it, it gives a lot of people who maybe for their own reasons have been holding off, it gives them some peace of mind to go ahead and do it. You know, that's what I hope. So, yep. All right, Jason, appreciate All you. Right, yep. Thanks for the call. Okie doke. So as promised, we'll get into the countdown. We'll do t- two teams when we come back. If you like fight songs, you are in luck. Two fight songs coming up. Here in the Bureau, stay with me. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit just for my listeners. Enter discount code Matt Wyatt. Just answer the questions. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Answer the questions. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of $500,000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they're right there's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is, is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. C Spire, customer. Inspired. Every farmer understands their farm can't thrive without some good partners like sun, soil, and rain. And farmers in North Mississippi also rely on another important partner, Mississippi Land Bank, because land and farm financing are Mississippi Land Bank's primary focus. We've grown alongside these farmers' crops for more than a hundred years. We understand what a farmer needs, and we know the lay of the land in North Mississippi. 
Mississippi, and that's where I stand. A lot of people in the equipment world, you know, things kind of go in trends, I guess, if you want to say it. Um, so kind of the first big thing uh, that we look at when we start evaluating our business is going to be our turf equipment. That's kind of the first big push because once the, you know, once everything, the water dries up and the grass starts growing, this is what everybody's looking to get. Uh, we carry the new right stand-up mower. Doesn't look like much, but this thing is, and it costs just as much as zero turn. Not a cheap unit at all. I mean, if you go out there and look at that zero turn, this thing right here, I mean, it's got all your components from your big pumps to your commercial engine to your large steel deck. Um, and these guys were the first ones to make the standard mower. Better Yes, always look for this bird's eye bird, your guarantee of top quality frozen food. And your big bird's eye buy this week is bird's eye orange juice. Easy, you can. There is. Nice hair! It's the Matt Wyatt Show on 105.9 The Zone and worldwide online at The Zone, 1059.com. We have everything we need. We have a rotating helmet that's hovering in midair. We have a can of Bob Ross positive energy drink. I tell you, man, Bill, I'm just being honest with you. So today I'm not drinking the normal High Point Roasters coffee during the show. I just got water. Oh, my goodness. And look, I feel I feel a difference. <laughs> I bet you do. Your mind's going, wait, wait a minute. I'm telling you, I need the coffee. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about playing that Mike Leach audio from the uh, press conference after the scrimmage the other day. I was thinking about doing that in hour three, and now I just wish it were longer so it'd give me time to go make coffee. It's only like four minutes. I don't know if that'd be long enough. So, <clears throat> oh well, I'll just have to push through without coffee today. That caffeine—it's a drug just like everything else. Yeah, in a minute. There'll be some silence, and you just hear, <laughs> you know, I'll need you to play something loud in my ear and maybe wake me up. Wake up! Well, I had two cups this morning, so. That a boy. I, I have two cups, usually. Community coffee is what I drink. There you go. Usually. Yeah. Because yeah. you you haven't sent me in that good old high, high roast. What is it? High roasters. Point Roasters. High Point Roasters, yeah. Yeah, you know, Bill, I could order it online and get it sent to your house. <laughs> That's all right. You gave Fine. me some nice hats yeah, Saturday. Yeah, you got you a cup. You got a new Kubota hat, a new yeah. country pleasing sausage hat. Yeah, you it know, smells like sausage, just like you said. It smells like sausage. It's great. Um, my, being in the store down there. That's it. Mine has the the leather patch on the front of it, and it's a kind of a rectangular leather patch, and it has the hog, the country pleasing hog on there. Those are some fancy hats. Both yeah. of them were mm-hmm. that Kubota one. The the one that you got. It has uh, the round, it's a round leather mm-hmm. patch on the front of it. I've got some of those. I may wear one of those tomorrow. Well, I think the best thing to do, this will be a real pick-me-up, Bill, for me, is if we just go ahead and start, and I'll jump right into team number 13. It's the final countdown. 100 teams. 100 teams. Team number 
13 on the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days is from the ACC, and they're pretty good, and they have really been recruiting lights out ever since Mac Brown became their head coach, the Tar Heels of North Carolina. Mac Brown is only going into his third year as the head coach. He has absolutely taken over and taken them up to the top. They are recruiting very, very well. It's almost like when Jimbo Fisher got out of the ACC, Mac Brown came in, and it's North Carolina that's sort of recruiting second fiddle to uh, Clemson. Yeah. They're good. They're real good. They were 8-4 and four last year. They have 10 starters back on defense, and they get their quarterback back, who, by the way, is really good. I'll tell you more about him. Hang on. They uh, lost to Texas A&M in the Orange Bowl. Texas A&M running back Devon A-Chain really had a spectacular ball game in that bowl game, the Orange Bowl. All right, so last year, North Carolina beat Syracuse, Boston College, Virginia Tech right out of the gates. Then they lost to Florida State, then beat NC State, then lost to Virginia, so they started off 4-2. and two. Then they went to 6-2 and two with wins over Duke and Wake Forest. They lost to Notre Dame badly, 31-17, but then finished strong, beat Western Carolina, beat Miami, 62-26. to That was a big win for them at the end of the year. Um, and real quick, their quarterback is Sam Howell, 68%. 3,500 yards, 30 touchdowns, 7 picks. He'll be a draft pick before it's all said and done. And they open the season in 11 days. They're going to start on a Friday night on the road at Virginia Tech on September the 3rd. What do we need to know about North Carolina? Well, this this guy named Michael Jordan went to school there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard of him. I've heard also, of him. another guy named Andy Griffith. Yep. Went to school there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mia Hamm, the soccer player, went to school there. Stuart Scott of ESPN. Okay. Antoine Jameson of the Wizards. Lewis Black, comedian. You may have seen Lewis oh, Black yeah. from time yeah. to time. Uh, Julius Peppers. Chris Matthews, the thrill up his leg guy uh, from Women's uh, <laughs> NBC. Oh, yeah. Uh, Vince Carter of ESPN. Carrie mm-hmm. Smith, the NBA. James Worthy. Lawrence Taylor went to school there. Bob McAdoo. John Forsyth. He was Charlie of Charlie's Angels. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sharon Lawrence, who's an actress. She was in NYPD Blue. Uh, Darius Love the Third. Uh, excuse me, Davis Love the Third. Davis Love, yeah. Okay. Davis Love the Third. I, I almost couldn't read my whole writing. Golfer. <laughs> golfer, of course. Right. Uh, Cameron Johnson of the NBA. Marion Jones, track and field. Uh, Jacob Stallings of the Pirates. Jamonte uh, uh, Williams. Of the what the Broncos, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Ken Jong, Doctor Ken. Oh yes, from the Hangover movies. He right. went to school there. And uh, would you like to have him for a doctor? Yeah, yeah. I, oh I my don't gosh, know. I don't know if I mean it would be fun. <laughs> I don't know if it'd be good, but it'd be fun for sure. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, Danny Green of the Seventy Sixers, Wayne Ellington of the Lakers, and Rick Fox of the uh-huh. Lakers went to school. Yeah, right. I remember when Rick Fox played in college in the mm-hmm. what early nineties. Yeah. Uh huh. He's on soap operas and stuff. Yeah. Okay. That's and today Next. we are twelve days 
from uh, Saturday, September the 4th. So we are now caught up because team number 12 on the countdown is... From the Pac-12, they got all kinds of uniforms. Quack, quack. The Ducks. <laughs> all right. All right, Donald. All right, Donald. Who's the most famous duck? Howard, Daffy, Donald. or Donald? I'd Donald. Say, yeah, I'd say it's Donald for sure. It's a great sound. And effect. then Daffy and then Howard. There you go. All right, so uh, Mario Cristobal going into his fourth year as the head coach. They've got nine coming back on offense, seven on defense, and a team that went four and three in the seven games they played last year, including a bowl game, which was a bad loss to Iowa State. Iowa State beat them in the Fiesta last year 34-17, to but in the regular season, they started 3-0 and wins over Stanford, Washington State, and UCLA. Then back-to-back losses to Oregon State, the rival, 41-38, good ball game. At Cal, didn't really play well, but beat USC by a touchdown at the end of the year in the Pac-12 title and got to play in a bowl game. This year for Oregon, they'll start off in 12 days. September the 4th, they will host Fresno State and circle this one week two. Oregon goes to the Horseshoe in Columbus, Ohio. It's Oregon versus Ohio State, week two, September the 11th. And they'll start over. Let's see. Uh, Tyler Show is gone as quarterback, so they'll have a new one. And um, I'd say Joe Moorhead got his work cut out for him, Ohio State, in week two with a new QB. But he's the offensive coordinator there at Oregon now. All right. Famous Oregon Ducks, other than mm-hmm. the aforementioned uh, Donald. Caitlin Olson, you might remember. You know her. You watch oh, yeah. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Right? Yeah. She's the blonde on there. She went and to Curry. Oregon. Okay. <laughs> and Curry of NBC, I think, News. Uh, Steve Prefontaine, oh, yeah. I always love that name. Yeah, Dan Fouts, Ahmad Rashad, Stephen J. Cannell, he's the guy who produced like the A Team and all those kind of shows back in the seventies and early eighties. Uh-huh. David Ogden Styers from Mash, he was the ball headed colonel that was or major yeah. major yeah. that was in yeah major. Uh, Neil Everett of ESPN, Howard, uh, excuse me, Norv Turner went to school there. Christopher Judge, he was in Stargate on television. Okay. Uh, Joey Harrington of the NFL, Aaron right. Brooks of the NBA, Norvin Brocklin, Spencer Pasinger of the NFL, Justin Herbert, Marcus Mariota, mm-hmm. Richie Incognito, always like that name too, <laughs> uh, Jordan Bell, DeAnthony Thomas, and Dylan Brooks. And then there was uh, this guy who went to school there. I almost forgot, fellow babies. Booger! <laughs> Howard Hessman from WKRP in Cincinnati when he said Booger. Is that right? So he, <laughs> yeah, he went, went to, to school Oregon. There. Dr. Johnny Fever. How about that? You know, he got he got fired right before he went to WKRP for saying Booger <laughs> on the air out in Los Angeles. Yeah. How about that? And you know, it. up until last year, um, they had gotten better and better every year. Mario Cristobal, I was looking at the record. So Let's see. Let me let me get the the timer. This will be his fourth year. So last year was his third, second, first year. So 
He took over after Oregon went four and eight back in 2016. Cristobal comes in, takes over. First year goes seven and six. Second year, nine and four. Third year, 12 and two. And then COVID hit last year. They go four and three. But, you know, outside of the COVID experiment, it had been up, up, up uh, for Oregon under Cristobal. They're expected to be good, and they have a loaded roster for sure. They kind of have a who's who of some quarterbacks. Mariota, Herbert, starting quarterback for the Chargers now in the NFL. Good stuff. All right. Doesn't the Duck do push-ups when they score? Yeah, I think he does. Yeah. He's a cool mascot now. I like to watch that, yeah. I like their uniforms, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Bright and shiny. (laughs) You can't miss them when they come out of the No, you sure can't. You sure can. All right, well. If you leave us, y'all have a good night. That's hour two. If you can, stick around. Hour three coming up right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting most comfortable jeans in the world. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit just for my listeners. Enter discount code Matt Wyatt. Just answer the questions. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Answer the questions. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of 500000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they're right there's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. C Spire, customer inspired. After these messages, we'll be right back. Every farmer understands their farm can't thrive without some good partners like sun, soil, and rain. And farmers in North Mississippi also rely on another important partner, Mississippi Land Bank. 
because land and farm financing are Mississippi Land Bank's primary focus. We've grown alongside these farmers' crops for more than 100 years. We understand what a farmer needs, and we know the lay of the land in North Mississippi, and that's where I stand. A lot of people in the equipment world, you know, things kind of go in trends, I guess, if you want to say it. Um, so kind of the first big thing uh, that we look at when we start evaluating our business is going to be our turf equipment. That's kind of the first big push because once the, you know, once everything, the water dries up and the grass starts growing, this is what everybody's looking to get. Uh, we carry the new right stand-up mower. Doesn't look like much, but this thing is, and it costs just as much as zero turn. Not a cheap unit at all. I mean, if you go out there and look at that zero turn, this thing right here, I mean, it's got all your components from your big pumps to your commercial engine to your large steel deck. Um, and these guys were the first ones to make the standard mower. Yes, always look for this bird's eye bird, your guarantee of top quality frozen food. And your big bird's eye buy this week is bird's eye orange juice. Easy, you can serve it in a minute. Thrifty, it will save you money. Orchard fresh and delicious. Better buy bird's eye. Better buy, better buy, better buy bird's eye. Now, if you know your oats and want to feel your oats and taste how good an oat cereal can be, well, you go for Cheerios. Great way to start the day with really great eating. That's Cheerios, one of the few foods made from oats. The tasty cereal grain everyone should have at breakfast. Crisp and golden as only a toasted oat cereal can be. And nourishing? Why, a Cheerios breakfast gives you the power protein that grown-ups need to help stay in trim and youngsters need to grow on. Toasted oat goodness, toasted oat flavor, a delicious power breakfast. That's Cheerios. You are KS Pickens Jackson. Live! Live! In the studio. Live and local. This is the Matt Wyatt Show. Talking about sports from around the world and right here at home. Streaming to you at the zone1059.com and on your radio. On ESPN 105.9, the zone. I'm going to fix a casserole. Let's fix a little casserole. Thank you there, Mr. Cajun Cook, Justin Wilson. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Foreign Bureau Insurance Studio. Yay! <laughs> Foreign Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Foreign Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents available to you in all 82 counties in the state of Mississippi. I'm Matt. Bill is here. You just never know. You just never know what may pop up in the casserole hour. Hour number three of the show is presented by Overstreet Properties in Starkville, Starkville, Stark Vegas, however you want to say it. If you're headed there to see the Bulldogs or hang out with them or amongst them or something in Starkville, anything residential, that's where you want to go. Like if it's you're moving there permanently, you got to get a you know, get get into the home buying process or home building process or buying investment property or getting a condo for when you come into town for ball games or leasing an apartment, anything like that. Go to Overstreet Properties. See my friend Kane Overstreet. Tell him I said, yo! Find his contact info at overstreetproperties.com. What are we going to get into here? Um, well, along with these hats, 
these country pleasing hats, Bill. I also got some uh, some goodies. And Anna Beth went and bought the things to go with it so that we can make a sausage and cheese plate. Mm. Mm. Because I can't pronounce that other word. Charcuterie. Charcuterie board. Yeah. I don't feel right about saying that. (laughs) So I just call it a meat and cheese tray. I had never heard of that until like a year ago. (laughs) Yeah. I think somebody made that up during the pandemic. So, see, I'm going to chop up some of that sausage. But I'm going to cook it. And I'm going to put some cheese on there. And I'm going to eat it during the ball game tonight. Watch the Saints preseason game. I'll eat all that. Then I'll get on the floor and do some push-ups. Make myself feel better about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on, Snoopy. It ain't that funny. Hey, you want to hear something funny? Is to hear my daughter do her impression of the Snoopy laugh. Oh, my goodness. It's great. It's hilarious. All right, look, I got to do a little house cleaning here because Tide Man called earlier. He wants to clarify something to y'all. He didn't say he ran a 4-5-40. He said his son ran the 4-5-40. And then he said this, and I can assure you that he got his talent and looks and intelligence from my wife's genes, not mine. When I ran the 40, they timed me with a sundial. That's kind of how I feel, Tide Man. I'm with you. <laughs> now, in regards to his comment about coaches, he said, as for the specious coaches aren't parents argument, he said, many young athletes come from broken homes, and the only hope that they have is a coach that cares enough to teach them the fundamentals of sports and the fundamentals of life. It's extremely naive to assume that every young athlete that has a stable home environment with parents who teach them the life lessons that for many kids can only be learned through sports. And I understand that is true. I mean, it really is. I mean, coaches telling you, man, they, they, they serve a, an incredible purpose. They really do serve an incredible purpose. And, uh, that's why, you know, I have to say too, Tide man, I guess my thoughts on it over the years kind of go, do go in line a little bit with what you know you said and what I said to kind of back it up. Um, you know, you you find all kinds you do across the spectrum of people in coaching because you know people are people. We're humans. You know, we err all the time, but there's a lot of good too. And people at different stages of their life sometimes behave differently. But over the years, too, I I felt like I have seen in coaching a lot of two types. Okay. You know, you look at it from a college coaching perspective, coaches in college football, really college sports, but big time college sports could be football, basketball. Anyway, you got a lot of coaches who are in it. For themselves, okay, they are the the players and their well being and stuff is just a means to an end for that coach. And you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that are in it like that. And I guess it's okay as long as 
they kind of abide by certain standards and rules of how you treat people. You know, you don't cross certain lines, obviously, and go ultra selfish, but that, that's just a fact of life. At the same time, you have some people in that business, in the coaching profession, who are not in it for themselves, who are genuinely driven by the purpose of being a father figure, of shaping young men and women and shaping their lives and helping them to be better. There are a lot of those people, I'm telling you, in coaching who are very sacrificial. They, they're they doing it trying to help people all around them and make a difference. And they, you know, kind of, they spend all their time with it. They don't spend as much time around their own family. And I appreciate that about them. I do. There's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad. And I guess maybe that goes with any. I will say that, you know, you you get to the higher levels where there's more and more and more money injected into it. It's like if you look at, I'm comfortable saying this, if you look at head coaches in big-time college football, let's just look at Power Five. Head coaches in Power Five college football. There is so much money being thrown at them. So much money involved in those positions that it it weeds out a lot of people in you know the competition to get there. And you generally, I think, have two types. You either have the they're some of the finest people you'll ever meet. And that's why they've risen to where they are. Not because they are looking out for number one, but they are just some of the finest people you'll ever meet. And that's why they get that high. And you think about your Tom Osborne's and your Bobby Bowden's and, you know, some people like that. And then also at that level, you also have a lot of them on the other end of the spectrum who are extremely driven by money and by fame and by ego and, you know, a lot of them are driven by little insecurities that they've always had inside, and that's what drives them to keep trying to go and beat somebody is because they didn't get the start when they were in college, and they've been mad about it ever since. <laughs> I'm just telling you so you get a little bit of everything. And and I'm not sure that makes coaching any different than anything else, to be honest with you. All right. Uh, let's flip it over here to the phone line, the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson. Chris on line one. What's up, Chris? How you doing, Matt? I'm all right. I'd have to say when I was in high school, I, I run a 4540 plus four. Mm-hmm. We got you. So, are you saying you ran it in eight seconds or four nine? Eight and a half. <laughs> boy. Gotcha. My grandfather told me that we were all fast in our own way, and I was just fast as molasses running uphill in the in the wintertime. <laughs> yeah, not everybody's blessed with speed, though. That's right. You're blessed with no, but thing. when I got it all going, but when I got it all going, it was fun to try to stop it. <laughs> I bet. You didn't want to be the person I was trying to run over when I got it going. So. 
But no, um, so I haven't been plugged in lately. I was busy this weekend. Have you heard anything new about Dak? No, I haven't. And there seems – you helped me, Chris. I know you're a Cowboys fan. Was it a conflicting report when Schefter came out and said what he said the other night? Because I can't you, – you, all you've heard is Cowboys people going, ah, look, you know, he's a good reporter, but – he got some bad info. Dak's fine. That's all they've been saying. Yeah, I mean, that's what I've heard. I've heard from the beginning of it, all of them saying he's fine. It's just something minor, something that he has to rest, something yeah. that he doesn't need to push because he could hurt it worse, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So I haven't heard anything saying he's going to be out for a while. I haven't either. I bet you, I mean, Chris, I cannot imagine a scenario where he spent all this time you know, over over to the side during training camp, and doesn't run out there to start that game in Tampa, especially with no, this them getting is what going. I want to know. This is what I want to know: is when are these people going to wise up? All Cowboys fans understand this, but every, it seems like everybody else and, the, and their mama just wants to freak out over something stupid. That Jerry Jones knows how to turn the dial. He knows how to get people to talking about him. Mm-hmm. And as soon as people are not talking about the Cowboys, guess what he does? He does something else, and then people start talking about the Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, it's just the honest truth. He understands that that if they're not being talked about, they're not in the main news. And yeah. that's where he wants them, because that's where he's made all his money. Mm-hmm. So I would not be surprised if some erroneous, person that Jerry's sent out there fed this information to Adam Scheffner, and this is the first time they made him look really stupid, so he probably won't do it again for a while, but mm. that's what I think happened. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Could have. I just don't think he... I, I just have that feeling that he's just not that as hurt as, there, as a lot of people make him Well, out. and Chris, I've seen the video and heard some of the reports about him throwing more and throwing more and throwing more at practice. Um, yeah. So, you know. and I, I mean, I listen to five or six podcasts a week on the Dallas Cowboys, and, and ain't none of them said that. Yeah. So gotcha. That's what I would say. Yeah, I got you. Well, I'm sure hoping, you know, because I enjoy watching the Cowboys when Dak plays. I put it that way. I sure enjoy. It's appointment viewing for me when he plays. Um, well, I'll say this. I, I'll say this. I don't. I don't enjoy watching the Cowboys without that. <laughs> Not lately, I haven't. <laughs> yeah. Well, and last, last year, year I, last year, I, I just last year I was turning the, I was turning the TV off in the third quarter, and I don't ever do that in Dallas Cowboys games, no matter what the score is. Well, I I was the same way. You know, I had a quicker trigger. I mean, I learned it full on. Since he got up there in 2016, his rookie year, I hadn't missed a preseason game. Or a regular season game, I watch every one that's on. And when he got hurt and wasn't in there, it just immediately went back to, for me as a non Cowboys fan, Chris, I didn't care to watch him at all, you know, without him. And so it really showed me last year how, I guess, how big a fan I am of his, because if he's out there, I'm watching. Right. One last thing. Hey, Louvier. That you said you hate the Cowboys, don't worry, buddy. I hate the Saints just as much as you hate the Cowboys. <laughs> Y'all have a good day. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate the call. <clears throat> All 
Oh, well, we're spreading a little hate here as we get closer to the season. So Now, what about this take? Sven on the live stream on YouTube says, I would sit Dak in Tampa. Chances to win this game for the Cowboys are 1%, maybe 2 And if you saw that D-line last year, it's uh, he says it's nothing I want to see Dak have to handle with. Well, there's one way to look at it. Hey, speaking of the QBs, you, y'all might find this interesting. It's a whole list of this over here at ESPN.com. They went and polled a bunch of NFL analysts, Matt Bowen, Tim Hasselbeck, Mina, Mina Kimes, Booger McFarlane, Lewis Riddick, Mike Tannenbaum, Seth Walter, Field Yates, Sam Monson, Aaron Scats, and Derek Klassen, and anyway, a bunch of people. All right. <laughs> they polled them and they divided up and ranked all these NFL quarterbacks in these different categories. All right. So, number one category is arm strength. Who do you think they listed as the number one quarterback in the NFL in terms of arm strength? Yeah. Number one, Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs. This is arm strength. Number two, Josh Allen, Bills. Number three, Aaron Rodgers. Number four, Matthew Stafford. Five, Russell Wilson. Six, Justin Herbert. Seven, Deshaun Watson. Eight, Ryan Tannehill. That surprises me a little bit. Nine, Kyler Murray. And ten, Baker Mayfield. I'm telling y'all this. I've seen two preseason games, and I would already have Zach Wilson, the rookie out of BYU, who's the new lifeblood of the New York Jets on the arm strength of this. Again, the block at the left tackle. And to the end zone, they go, and it's a touchdown. Beautiful catch. Terrific throw. Brought down by Tyler Croft. And the Jets have taken the lead on a touchdown pass of 18 yards. Telling y'all right now, Zach Wilson and the Jets, because of him, he is it is they are must watch for me because of him. He is so smooth and good and quick. Man, he can throw it. All right. Here they ranked him in terms of accuracy. One, Aaron Rodgers. Two, Tom Brady. Three, Russell Wilson. Four, Patrick Mahomes. Five, Deshaun Watson. Six, Kirk Cousins. Seven, Tannehill. Eight, Prescott. Dak Prescott. Nine, Josh Allen. Ten, Justin Herbert. These are polling the analysts. Now, I don't even know how. You just put down what you want here. But touch. They rank them in terms of touch on the football. You had a tie for number one, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Number three, Russell Wilson. Number four, Aaron Rodgers. Number five, Dak Prescott. Six, Deshaun. Seven, Matt Ryan. Tied at eight, Herbert and Kirk Cousins. And then tenth, Derek Carr from the Raiders. Now, this is something to me. They go mechanics here. They go, they rank them in terms of mechanics. They go... Tom Brady, one. Rodgers, three. Mahomes, four. Wilson, five. Deshaun, six. Matt Ryan. Tied at seven. Dak Prescott and Josh Allen. Nine. Matthew Stafford. And tied at 10th. Derek Carr and Justin Herbert. 
Like I'm going, they're saying throwing motion, arm slot, release, follow through, and footwork, among other traits. If here's the thing, you can't have a legit list of these categories for quarterbacks and get to a throwing mechanics list and not have Cam Newton on it. He ain't even on the list. Now, maybe I mean if they're if they're making the list going, well, it's starting quarterbacks, and we don't know he's a starter for the Patriots or not. Okay, well, if that's it, that's all you got. Because I'm telling you, nobody in the NFL has better throwing mechanics than Cam Newton. No, he's not even on here. And and frankly, they've got Patrick Mahomes at number three in throwing mechanics. Well, how can you do that? He shouldn't even be on your mechanics list. I'm not sure he's ever thrown the ball the same twice. It's what makes him so great. His feet don't have to be set. Eight different arm slots, throwing it sidearm. We're talking about mechanics? You got him third. You don't even have Cam Newton on the list. What are y'all doing? Field vision. <laughs> I mean, what is that, y'all? Seriously, what is field vision? All right, they describe it. Field vision. This is a list. This looks at the ability to read the field. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Number one, Tom Brady. Two, Aaron Rodgers. Three, Pat Mahomes. Tied at four is Russell Wilson and Deshaun. Number six, Dak Prescott. Seven, Matthew Stafford. Eight, Matt Ryan. Nine, Derek Carr. Ten, Ben Roethlisberger. Decision-making with the football. Aaron Rodgers, number one. Tom Brady, number two. Then Wilson, Mahomes, Deshaun, Tannehill, Prescott, Carr, Herbert, Kyler Murray. Then, uh, oh, compete level. Category competitiveness and leadership. They got Dak Prescott, number eight. (laughs) Brady, one. Mahomes, two. Aaron Rodgers, three. Russell Wilson, four. Josh Allen, five. Lamar Jackson, six. Stafford, seven. Prescott, eight. Tannehill, nine. Fitzpatrick, ten. Okay. All right, then. Toughness. Toughness. Josh Allen, number one. I'll go with it. Russell Wilson, two. Lamar Jackson, three. Deshaun and Mahomes at four. Stafford, six. What? Aaron Rodgers, 7. Prescott, 8. Brady, 9. Cam Newton, 10. At least they got Cam on one of these lists. <laughs> Pocket presence. They got Dak at 8. Aaron Rodgers is number 1. Hold on, timeout. Hold on a minute. You're going to have Aaron Rodgers number 1 in pocket presence ahead of Patrick Mahomes? Man, Mahomes, three. Scrambling ability, obviously they've got Lamar Jackson, number one. Obviously. No question about it. Hey, I'm telling you right now. Y'all remember I told you. Remember I told you this. I've seen him play two preseason games for the Jets. If they do this list next year, Zach Wilson is going to be all over their top ten. Just go ahead and get ready for it. He's fun to watch now. Good. I ain't ever wanted to watch the Jets. Ever. Now, I go back and watch the replay.
just because of him. All right, I'm coming to your texts. Oh, by the way, Saints fans, uh, Jameis wasn't on any of the lists. As I report, you decide. Stick around. Arrived today. Jeans do come true. Thank you, Blue Delta. Yeah, jeans do come true. That's what the bag says. Blue Delta jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi, my hometown. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit. Design a jean. And before you know it, you'll be addicted. Just for my listeners, enter discount code Matt Wyatt, all lowercase. Again, that's if you listen to me, you can use discount code Matt Wyatt, all lowercase. And at checkout, you're going to get a 10% discount off your order. So I just went online and ordered them. Uh, BlueDeltaJeans.com. A couple weeks ago. Went in, I didn't go get measured. I just entered, you know, what I knew about myself. I just answered the questions, and here they are at my doorstep a couple weeks later. Nice. That blue delta. Nice. I'm happy. (laughs) I've known the Blue Delta team for years, and I'm thrilled to have these guys on as a sponsor of this show. Blue Delta's virtual tailor is a fun and easy way to get yourself into the best fitting pair of jeans you're ever going to own. But you never thought you'd get a butt shot out of me, huh? How about that? Just answer the questions and they fit absolutely perfectly. They couldn't fit better. So just go online, bluedeltajeans.com, answer the questions. It's amazing how they do it. They will fit perfectly. You're not going to find better material and better feeling pants, period, anywhere BlueDeltaJeans.com. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. I promise you that. And I know that you are going to love them too. Make sure you use the code. And remember, jeans do come true. After these messages, we'll be let me tell you about an ice cream can't be beat. The very best tasting you can eat. It's meadow, 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 meadow smooth. Freeze meadow go. Go to your ice cream man today and here's the word that you should say. Oh, give me meadow, meadow, meadow smooth. Freeze meadow go. And remember, folks, meadow gold is mighty good. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Six o'clock, dinner time. Thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. Yes, thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. The terrific busy day dessert you can make at the very last minute. See how quick and easy. Just add it to cold milk and beat it up. That's all. By the time you're ready to eat it, it's all ready for you. Jell-O Instant Pudding, made by the famous Jell-O folks. So creamy, so nourishing, so delicious. No other instant pudding is quite the same. Stock your shelves with all seven flavors. The good, good, busy day dessert. Jell-O Instant Pudding. Radio. 
right now. Now you got the Matt Wyatt Show on 105.9 The Zone and online at thezone1059.com. All right, back with you. Here we are, rolling along in hour three in the bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Tried to surprise you there. Ready, Teddy texted the show, and he says, I know what field vision isn't. See, Jameis Winston, 2019 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Man, we're picking on him. I hope he throws four touchdowns and no picks tonight. Yep, and has a good year for the Saints. The NFL is more interesting and more fun when the Saints are good. Period. That goes for all y'all. <laughs> so I hope that it works out and 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 hope he does well. I mean, I think he will. I think it'll be okay. Is that well? Is that doing well if it's okay? Probably not. Make a lot of money, don't they? To be okay. Maybe it's Ian Book. What's the slogan, Bill? Book it. <laughs> T-shirts. Coming soon to MattWyattMedia.com. <laughs> should we send him right going there? Should we send him part of the proceeds? We do that. I don't know about that. Uh, well, right. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know all there is to know. Uh, Anthony from Tupelo, Texas, he said, I tried to tell folks Zach Wilson would have been my first quarterback taken in the draft. Well, he looks the part now. Man, he's smooth and can throw it. Louvier, regarding Chris's call about how much, you know, Louvier hates the Cowboys. And Chris says, well, don't worry about that. I hate the Saints equally as much. Louvier responded and said, I don't want to measure hate, but there is no way a Cowboys fan can hate the Saints as much. No way. Why would you? You won five Super Bowls and were pumped into my TV without any recourse. I couldn't watch my team play and watch your team win. My team was not a gnat on your goat. I hate the Cowboys because they were the only thing on TV. That's some truth in that, really. Like, if you, you know, Chris says he's a Cowboys fan. He hates the Saints. But why? (laughs) I mean, really, why? It's like, for the things, for that reason and maybe among others, you know, Louvier, a lot of people that go, well, I hate the Cowboys. You almost don't have to ask why because you know why. Already ahead of time. Pretty obvious. Somebody goes, I hate the Saints. That's like going, man, I'm a big Green Bay Packers fan, but I'll tell you this. I cannot stand the Seahawks. Hate them. Why? (laughs) I need more info. That's actually a pretty good point there, Louvier. Tideman, I'll get you some info there, Tideman. Thank you. He says, anyone who jumps away from a fumble in the Super Bowl has no business being ranked in the top ten of quarterback toughness. Well, hey. I mean, dad gum, did he just make a point or what? I mean, y'all just stop what you're doing for a minute. <laughs> What's that line from the movie? The Humpty Dance, stop what you're doing, because I'm about to ruin the something, the style and the something that you're used to. Well, listen, all right, yeah, I mean, look. He just, Tide Man just pointed out 
Now, side note, Tide Man, you might have a little bias. Tide Man. I don't know too many Crimson Tide anything who cares too much for Cam Newton. All right. But it's a it's a level point here. All these analysts at ESPN. Y'all, how could they do this? All these analysts at ESPN. And they powwow. They poll them. And they are ranking a top ten list for every major category for quarterbacks. Pocket awareness, arm strength, mobility, this, that, and the other. And they've got a toughness category. And they put Cam Newton at number 10. Now, they didn't put him in the top 10 in terms of mechanics. Nobody in the NFL has better, more prototypical, more sought-after throwing mechanics than Cam Newton. That's end of story. Ask anybody. Knows football. But he ain't on that list of mechanics. Yet, as Tideman points out, the man who shied away from a fumble in the Super Bowl is number 10 on the toughness list. There is When you go to the Internet and you open a tab on your computer, how do you close that tab? You click the X. I'm going to click the X. And I must issue a formal public apology to the listeners of the Matt Wyatt Show and to Bill, my esteemed producer, for having to put up with this crap for the last 20 minutes also. I have thoroughly wasted your time and mine. But it's my time. I'm not apologizing to myself. But I thoroughly apologize, sincerely apologize to you publicly for wasting your time for the last 20 minutes for referencing an article at ESPN.com polling quote-unquote analysts, because it is the biggest pile of I've spattered out here on this show in a long time. Good Lord of living. What are they doing? That's embarrassing. All right, 100 grand texted the show. Here we go. I've read the first line of his text. We got a theme here. Reminder, Saints Jaguars preseason game tonight, Superdome, New Orleans live television. 100 grand says, okay, Matt, shots fired at my Saints, and it's all good. To be honest, this might be the year the Saints win it. The last few years, everybody expected the Saints to win at least one of the last three years. Breeze was there. Now that we have no expectations and no hype around the team, we might win one again. (laughs) Hey, man, we can dream, sir. We can dream. Bill texted me. He says, I just tuned in, and Matt is profusely apologizing. Then he mentions ESPN, and it all makes sense. (laughs) Lord, I can't believe I wasted everybody's time with that. And I can't really believe, too, we're doing a top ten list, and it all came down to a couple of Cam Newton things. But as I pointed out, 
Cam Newton is not on the throwing mechanics list, but as Tide Man pointed out, he is on a toughness list. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing they have ever come up with. Golly, what do they have any pride whatsoever in the content they distribute? Got me too, Dad. Gum it, they got me. You hear me, ESPN.com, you will never get me again. I'm not going to be that gullible with your columns again. Is a complete lack of respect for the law. (laughs) You ain't getting me again. Chris says, I hate the Saints because they think they are great and they've won one Super Bowl in franchise history, plus half the people who was rooting for the Saints the year they won the Super Bowl had been rooting for other teams my whole life. So, Louvier, when your team has more than one Super Bowl, come tell me how great your team is. Well, Chris, okay, look, I appreciate the text and the response. Now, let me take out my knife because I'm about to slice it all to pieces. Now, far be it for me to take up. I don't. I don't have to take up for Saints fans. They can take up for themselves. But here's what I see: there's some, there's some faultiness in this line of reasoning, Chris. You can use whatever you want. It's your life. It's your fandom. It's your hate. You can do whatever you want with it. But what I'm saying, Chris, is you go. Let's let's look at it. First of all, you say you hate the Saints because they think they are great. No, they don't. Now, you and I both live in and around Saints fans. Yeah, you're going to run into one or two that goes unreasonably. But Saints fans as a whole are humble. Part of the reason they have such a great time at Saints games and have for years is because they are a humble group of people. I mean, you can fill a stadium with people wearing bags on their heads. Yeah. you got a pretty good team. I mean. A pretty bad team, but they're pretty good fans. So, Chris, they don't think they're great. The majority don't. That's not part of their M.O. You go, they think they're great and they've won one Super Bowl in franchise history. And you go, plus, half the people who were rooting for the Saints the year they won the Super Bowl have been rooting for other teams your whole life. Well, here, let's do this exercise, Chris. Take out, in that sentence, half the people rooting for the Saints the year they won the Super Bowl have been rooting for other teams my whole life. Take out the word saints and insert the word cowboys, and you tell me if that's true. Here, I'll do it for you. Half the people rooting for the cowboys when they won the Super Bowl had been rooting for other teams their whole life. Uh, times 10. What That's called projecting, Chris. When you got something going on on your side, but you basically take it and put it on somebody else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's called projecting right there. See, and and Louvier's reasoning for hating the Cowboys, your last sentence did it. It's exactly what he talked about. You said, Chris, so Louvier, when your team has won more than one Super Bowl, come tell me how great your team is. See, he told you that's why he hates you. (laughs) (laughs) You just rested his case is what I'm saying, Chris. Y'all stick around. We'll get in the Wayback Machine next.
Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of 500000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent, or visit us online. Go with the home team. After these messages, we'll be right back. We are about to have a fire and cook some sausage. A country-pleasing sausage is outstanding. Whether you cook it over a fire or in the house, cook some of this right here. It's green onion flavor. You see that? But this right here is my favorite, the maple flavor. And this is great for breakfast. It's awesome cooking it in the house because it makes the whole house smell good. Oh, yeah. Let's eat Country Pleasing Sausage, the best, hands down. If you go to countrypleasing.com, you can actually order this and deliver it to your house. Country Pleasing Sausage. Hands down, the best. Trust me. Divinity Equipment, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson, Highway 51 in Madison. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they are right. There's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is, is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max, got it at C Spire, went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. C Spire, customer inspired. After these messages, we'll be right back. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit. Design a jean. And before you know it, you'll be addicted. Just for my listeners, enter discount code Matt Wyatt, all lowercase, uh, BlueDeltaJeans.com. I just entered, you know, what I knew about myself. Well, I just answered the questions, and here they are. Nice. Yeah, Blue Delta. Just answered the questions, and they fit absolutely perfectly. They couldn't fit better. So just go online, BlueDeltaJeans.com, answer the questions, use this code, use the code, you're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn, and I know that you are going to love them too. All right, 
Back with you, getting all set to uh, wrap things up with you on this Monday. This time next Monday, so one week from today, it'll be game week. You should have the opening week SEC press conferences with coaches and that kind of thing. And and so, like, I know last year Mike Leach's deal was always on a Monday. Hey, real quick, I just want to point this out. We had a quick, fun conversation. Before we jumped to the Wayback Machine, we had a fun, quick conversation about um, some NFL stuff. Saints are on TV tonight playing their preseason game. We'll watch. Did you see what Mitch Trubisky did to his former team? Remember, the Bears drafted Mitch Trubisky, number two overall, out of North Carolina. Bears fans booed him right away. It didn't go well. He was better than they gave him credit for, but not great and all this. And He has wound up now in Buffalo competing for the backup job, or basically is the backup, you know, to Josh Allen. And, well, they're playing this preseason game against Chicago, his former team, in Chicago. And he absolutely lit them up. Up. Snap, fake the Singletary, fires it over the middle, pass caught by Isaiah McKenzie in the Bears territory to the 47-yard line. So Mitch is just setting and throwing. There's no thinking going on. Pickup of eight over the middle to McKenzie. Three receivers, two left, one to the right. Snap, play fake to Brita. Trubisky under pressure, trying to get away. Does, escapes Palau Nichols and runs left to the 25. Tiptoes the sideline inside the 20. Gabriel Davis to the right of Trubisky. Fakes it to him, rolling to his right. Into the end zone, touchdown Kumaro. Back of the end zone, chasing the play, Jalen Johnson. Jake Kumaro makes the catch, a four-yard touchdown and a 13-0 Buffalo lead. Three minutes to go in the opening quarter. 71%, 20 of 28, 221 yards and a touchdown. He lit his former team up. And and the Bears fans loved him. It was very welcoming, and I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Um, I love the people of Chicago, the fans, uh, as passionate as anybody out there. And- All right, so they booed him when he was on their team. Now he's on another team, lights him up. They cheer him, hey, welcome back, we love you. Meanwhile, Bears fans booed their quarterback now, Andy Dalton. Andy, you're a professional. You've been in this league a long time. But just from a personal standpoint, when you lead the team onto the field and you hear a lot of boos, and Justin comes in, leads the team on the field, everybody goes crazy. Does that ever bother you? Does it get frustrating at some point? You know, it's it's part of it. They want to, uh, you know, they want to see a good product out there. I didn't hear any boos after the touchdown pass that I threw. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, hopefully they'll be they'll be cheering a lot. <laughs> Bears fans can't get it right. You're supposed to cheer your players and boo the other guys, not the other way around, Bears fans. All right, here we go, Wayback Machine. <clears throat> Let's jump in the Wayback Machine. On, um, let's see, which ones we got, Bill? Okay, so on this day, <laughs> got to make sure. Yeah, I'm going back to our text message here. All right, on American Bandstand on this day, August the 23rd, 1969. Smith performed Baby It's You on American Bandstand. Okay. Good song. Sure is.
You know, Bill, yeah. that one took a little while to build up, but it got better. Yeah. Here goes. They're hooked now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. You know, I didn't send you this one, but on that same day, Steppenwolf performed Move Over. Now, Steppenwolf, didn't they do the yeah. Magic Carpet Ride song? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Steppenwolf. Okay. Um, later, a few years later, six years later, in fact, on this day, August 23rd, 1975, guy on the all-name team, Freddie Fender, wasted days and wasted nights. Wasted days and wasted nights. I have left for you behind. For you don't belong to me. Wasted days and wasted nights. That's how you feel when you go reading a bunch of ESPN.com articles. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I just wasted my whole day and my whole life. (laughs) That gummit. You hear me, list makers? You're not getting me again. Great song right there, man. Classic. Freddie Fender. How do you get a name like Freddie Fender? Well, not his real name, of course. You know, he, he was he is from Mexican descent. Yeah. Okay. But you know his name is not probably not Fred. It may be yeah. Frederico. Yeah. Frederico. Um, television nuggets in the time machine on this day, 1998. Uh, they began the tenth season of The Simpsons on Fox. Wow! So that would have mean it would have started in '89. <clears throat> I didn't realize The Simpsons were that old. I thought they were yeah, definitely. They've been around a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, they have. I, I thought they were in a '90s thing. I didn't know they would have gotten started in the '80s. And on this day in 2000, Richard Hatch was named the uh, winner of the first Survivor show. One oh, million yeah. dollars. Remember that? He's <laughs> naked the whole time. That's right. <laughs> yeah, come on. There you go. Yeah, Mr. Cool with them sunglasses on. That's right. Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. Had a few songs, you know. Yeah. Born to be wild, all that stuff. That's great stuff. Oh, yeah. Music was music. The songs from the sixties, like all had that same kind of sound, you know. Uh, that's right. Vanilla fudge. Yeah. Them, yeah. Like that. Right. Yeah. Um, here's one on the TV side of things in the Wayback Machine. Um, of course, it ain't that long ago. Okay, this is the day, August twenty third, two thousand fifteen. It says AMC premiered "Fear the Walking Dead." Now, is that the is that this show everybody watches, or well, is that something the walk, different? The, the Walking Dead premiered last night for their final season. Okay, the eleventh the eleventh season. It's going to be a long one. But during us this time, uh, about five six years ago, they what, what the what year did you say that was? That was fifteen. See, whatever this okay, is so, on AMC. Yeah, six years ago, the Fear of the Walking Dead is a spinoff. In fact, a couple of the characters that were on the Walking Dead are now on Fear of the Walking Dead, which was. Started out in California, went into Mexico, then now they're in Texas. 
Okay. Okay, and it's a totally different time frame because now the Walking Dead has moved ahead like 10 years, and Fear of the Walking Dead is still back in the other timeline. And they have another one now that's 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 also out with some younger people right. from a different different time of the show again. But, yeah, uh, The Walking Dead premiered last night. I watched it, and it is going to be a fantastic final season. Okay. If it's if any indication from last night's premiere. So you're a big fan of it. Oh, I, I like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never read the, the comic books that it's based on, but everybody said that those are really something, too. Or you know, graphic novels, I guess, is actually what they are. The the radio show that I worked on prior to coming here and doing this show, Bill, uh, Jason and Flagstaff was a big listener. And uh, he went so far as to one day something came up about The Walking Dead. And I was like, I don't watch it. I hadn't watched it. I'm probably not going to watch it. And he was like, you need to watch it and get into it. It's great. And so he went so far as to actually he mailed and sent me like the DVD of the first season or something. And it came to the radio station, and the guy who was our producer, like I think, I think we, I think he just got it, <laughs> and I never <laughs> did get it and watch it, and I feel really well, bad. They just started their final season. It's going to be that oh. that part of it's going off, and then Fear of the Walking Dead premieres October sixteenth. Okay, so it'll be starting their new season. Okay, and then there's another show that's also involved in that. Okay, but they're spinning it off. They're making some money on that. Bad yeah, they film they filmed that in Georgia, by the way. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I thought Atlanta. I, I thought Georgia Atlanta. had some deal, some political mm. thing about abortion that Hollywood said we're never yeah. coming to Georgia again. Fear the Walking Dead didn't didn't follow. They that. didn't. Okay. No, they stayed there because they're doing so well there. Yeah, you know, I got you. Cheaper to film there, that kind of thing. Right. A lot of the South is that way. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia. Yeah, they're filming a movie here uh, that uh, Morgan Freeman's going to be in. I think it's going to be part of it's going to be filled with at MRA. Yeah, yeah, you you were telling me. That. I wonder what the movie is. I don't know. I never did get the title of it. We had the coat. We had the uh, the wide receivers coach on another yeah. show that I do. And he, and he was talking he was about, it? about it. Yeah, he was talking about it. Well, I guarantee you, somebody out there knows those details. I'm do. I'm sure they do. Yeah. And that person needs to call us with those details. <laughs> Spill the beans. See, um, <clears throat> you can use an assumed name. Everybody else does. You don't have to use your real name. Yeah. yeah Jason in Flagstaff, uh, he's talking about the uh, Walking Dead stuff right now. Oh, did he call you? No, no, he's, he's on the text. Well, I'm missing it. I'm not seeing it. Mine didn't update or something. Let me see. Hey, Jason, all right, I'm refreshing it. So it so may be a walking dead is a spinoff. Okay. Well, apparently I missed some. Yeah, it didn't see. I'm missing a few texts here. Now I've got them. Okay. Sorry about that. It got hung up on me there. Well, that's okay. We're putting it into books. Anyhow, for this one, we're going to gather and Lord willing, we'll do the same thing tomorrow. I'm Matt for bill for everybody here at the show. Y'all have a good night. See you tomorrow. Another load of smart pills has been distributed, and I'm slap worn out. So I'll just say, so long, neighbors. Get me out of here, Percy.